0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today's Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command. Have you heard of TDX? Listen, Orbital Command is putting together the TerraDap Expo on June 9th and 10th in Austin, Texas. Not Boston. I know. That's what I thought. Austin. Austin, Texas. Come get doxed IRL and share merriments with all of your favorite fellow lunatics and lunatics. For more information, go to TerraDapExpo.com or hit the menu item on the site right here on TerraSpaces.org. And as always, be sure to check out Orbital Command Online at OrbitalCommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For more information, check out slash sponsors. Today on the Ether, part one of a two part cosmonaut bootcamp space taking cues and giving A's. Let's take a listen. Well, hello,
1: hello, hello.
2: How we doing? Good. How are you? I'm <clears throat> doing good. I, I'm good. I, Glad to have someone pop up right away for once. Help with the silence.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no worries. Man. How's the day been? Good. Busy, man. Pushing out a lot of really good content today. It uh, feels good. I... Uh, changed some of my workflow and just you know my weekly my yeah weekly research in terms of marketing for my own job because i am learning as i go and the more i learn the better quality content i can help produce and uh yeah man the nft hackathon went really well we got a lot of attention from the coordinator director of that uh initiative uh himself he retweeted uh our post today of our presentation as well as refi DAO. And, uh, they're both following us now and, uh, liked and retweeted the, uh, the post of our presentation of our submission. So that's pretty hype. Very excited about that. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm uh...
2: when, when did that take place? Was that just yesterday? It was or... over
1: the weekend. So it started on earth day oh. on Friday and it, took place from April 22nd to April 24th. And then it actually got... There was a vote to have deadlines extended from the April 24th on Sunday to uh, April 26th on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, I believe there were about over 40 teams or around 40 teams that submitted projects and presentations. So it's pretty interesting, man. It's nice to uh, see and participate in something that's so like interesting and exciting. I, myself, have never participated in a hackathon, so I was like, I had no idea what I was jumping into. I just joined the Discord, introduced myself, introduced the kilowatts and the idea behind providing solar energy for a local farm. Next thing you know, I was on the phone with a land steward from Brazil who's a farmer himself, and one thing led to another. And we found another uh, woman from Berlin and UK, and they helped with the artwork and yeah, we went from idea and concept to fully minted NFT and um, for 48 hours.
2: How'd you you connect with the, the Brazilians was that
1: through the hackathon? So I, I like made an introduction uh, and a little blurb about sunshine validation and our first NFT collection thinking that possibly we could use that as an entry. And uh, I believe this guy's already been a part of the regenerators, and they write uh, journals of their experience of being a land steward and apprenticeships and what they've learned, how to be more efficient in terms of uh, cost and production. And uh, yeah, he had been writing these journals, and he had the idea of agroforestry journaling to pass down uh, generational knowledge. Uh, to other land stewards and people around the area who are trying to do the same thing in farming but are struggling and don't know the more efficient or cost-effective methods.
2: Yeah, no, I think it's like... It's so funny that there's such a big effort by people like you and, you know, everyone who attended that hackathon, everyone on the IXO team, on the regen team, etc. There's such a big push towards using blockchain for you know environmentally friendly things, but that is so not seen from the outside. Like it's just minority enough that it gets basically no attention. Where like a non-blockchain person, this even the concept of this would be totally foreign, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool to see regen network posting today to um highlighting the first four networks in the cosmos that have uh, passed proposals for becoming carbon, carbon neutral or negative in the future, which is awesome to see. And I know it was uh, Osmosis, Stargaze, IXO, and IO uh, are currently part of that list. So we'll see who's next. It would be cool to see if the entire ecosystem had proposals for that. And uh, we could really start pushing uh, as an eco-friendly ecosystem as a whole. I have seen uh Polygon kind of rebrand and I've seen them using that uh, stuff in their uh, Twitter profile there in their bio and yeah.
3: Yeah. I think it's, it's crazy. I don't know
2: about like other people in here, but I, I obviously talk about crypto like 24 seven with my friends and family that aren't necessarily big into crypto. And, even among them, like even people who have someone like me in their lives, like most people don't even understand like that proof of stake is a thing or what it means or the massive difference. And so like when you talk about the cosmos as a whole, potentially becoming like carbon neutral or carbon negative, even like that's very attainable much in thanks, like coming at this from the perspective of someone who knows very little about crypto, right. Just what they've heard about Bitcoin, like, that seems like such a far stretch. Like, yeah, maybe you could reduce your carbon footprint, but how are you ever going to get it negative? Like this doesn't directly connect with what you're saying, but I just find it interesting that every like month or so there's someone, you know, that I know in my like personal life, friend, family, whatever, who I have to like re-explain staking to and be like, no, like crypto is not just mining anymore. And it's so funny because we're in this bubble of like crypto ecosystem where like, we don't even think about mining anymore. We're literally past that. But most people still need to realize, like, that that's the, a, a big step. And you know, that's one of Cosmos's huge selling points. Like, whenever we go and just shill it to people, like, that's one that I I often forget to bring up. You know, I'll talk about, oh, it's fast, it's cheaper than Ethereum, it's all this, um, and maybe I'll mention it's proof of stake. But without knowing what that is, why that matters, why it's so much more environmentally friendly, why it has so much more potential for X, Y, Z. Um, it's just weird. I feel like we get in such a bubble where like that's just obvious to us, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's it's an interesting take and you don't see it much, but it's just starting to emerge, not only in crypto, but in the regular world too. O- almost all companies now have to add some sort of uh, green initiative to their balance sheet to help offset their own carbon footprint. I even heard on the radio when I was driving the other day, I was in my car and it's like, the first carbon neutral, like audio radio station, like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, uh, starting to spread, man. And I think people are trying to take uh environmental impact more seriously going into the future. I don't know about where you live, but, uh, compared to when I grew up as a kid, the weather is absolutely insane in terms of like how drastic it drastically it can change from one day to the next. I mean, it was snowing here in Canada and it's almost May it's just snowing again today. You know what I mean? So it's
2: crazy. Yeah. Global
1: warming is crazy. Like the volatility of the weather, it can go from snowing and below zero to like plus 10 plus 15 the next day, like 20 degree jumps very quickly. It never used to be like that.
2: Yeah. No, people are starting to notice just wherever you live, you know, if you live somewhere where it gets really cold in the winter, you're noticing it either be like less cold or where like everyone's, Starting to catch on, (laughs) but uh, we got a couple people trickling in here now. So let me real quickly like open it up. Welcome everyone! Thanks as always for coming by these Wednesday sessions. Nice chill spot, good place to ask any questions. Invite your friends, uh, family, anyone you know from other ecosystems or new to crypto in general. This is a great place to try and bring them by. Um, And as Always, we will like always be taking you know any questions. So if anyone out there has been curious about something, having some issues, I know Evmos just kind of relaunched today. Some people have questions about that. Usually, questions about you know Terra to Terra to Kepler connection, whatever it might be. You know, if we're talking about whatever, feel free to still request come up. We'll we'll slot you in. But this is a very open Twitter space, so anyone is welcome to hop up. Um, Going on, Eric. Hey, Timmy, what's up? Just enjoying the evening. First time I've like stopped moving today. Not like literally, but just stopped rushing from one thing to the other.
4: <laughs> oh, I thought you were moving. I was like, what?
2: <laughs> no, no, like mind. I guess yeah. my mind.
5: <laughs>
4: yeah. That's funny.
5: But Tadashi. Yeah. What's up, hey, man? Why not? Yeah. Hey, excuse me. Can you guys hear me okay?
4: Yes, yes. sir. All Good. right.
5: Um, this question is more tor- uh, aimed towards what? the osmosis. Uh, decks is that coat is that cool? Yeah. Um totally. I want to know, like, uh, maybe get some input on strategies. Um, obviously, it's not doing great right now, but neither is anything. But I have a few. I'm in a few pools, and I'm just kind of figure out, you know, what's the best way to utilize, um, you know, the osmosis token that I'm getting. Is it better to just put it back into liquidity pools or convert it into like, let's say Juno and then go somewhere with Juno and stake Juno. But then that takes out of like liquidity. Right. But I just wanted to get some opinions. I figured this would be the best group of people to talk to.
2: Yeah, totally. And Eric, feel free to chime in here too. I'm kind of interested in your opinions here, actually, because I've obviously kind of talked about this a couple of times, <laughs> but um, actually, do you want to go first? Just because I've.
4: Okay yeah if you want <laughs> yeah no no problem so uh for me what i like to do is i stick it to a cosmos validator <laughs> no um i uh let's say like the the pool that i like to do is like the osmo atom one and so the osmo i get there lately i've been converting a little bit of it to ust so i can send it over to anchor and the rest i'll just add it back to the lp because like right now whenever the the market is down i'm not really concerned about um anything else but just accumulating more tokens and so um that that's kind of what, what I, i've been just focusing on is just getting more osmo getting more of, the, of like any other token go ahead marty i see you have your hand up
1: i have a question for you or timmy actually regarding anchor Uh, Would you like to elaborate? I'm actually a pretty uh, big noob when it comes to Terra. So I'm just going to throw that out there and be transparent. I don't have any investments in Anchor or uh, anything Terra-wise outside of Luna, uh, which is in an Osmosis LP. So if you had a (laughs) short version or a TLDR for me, that'd be great. Just because I I, uh, I wanted to hear it from one of you guys.
4: So I'm sure Timmy's a little bit, or probably a lot more, of a better verse for this. So let's finish uh, doing the osmosis one for Tadashi, and then we can go over to Anchor. What do you think, Timmy? Yeah, by all means, we got all night. <laughs> all right. Eat. So that so that's not you know like that in depth, but that's pretty much what I do. What What about you, Timmy? What do you do with yours?
2: Uh, for like, yeah, for osmosis LP rewards. Yeah. Honestly, I find it helpful. And people might disagree with this. I find it helpful not to actually lock into a rule of thumb. Like most people phrase it the way you did to Dolly, where they're like, you know, should I just recompound into the pool? Should I put it into staking? Should I move it into another coin? I do whatever feels fitting on the given day when those epochs hit. You know, if a coin that I really like took a nosedive that morning, maybe I'll put all of my liquidity rewards for that day into that coin by the dip. If everything's about the same as the day before i'll just compound it back into the pool if i know that you know there's a big network upgrade coming for juno or adam soon you know maybe for the week or two prior i'll start increasing my staking stack with the lp rewards now on the one hand that's not very helpful as like a rule of thumb but on the other it might help to give you like less stress when just like take it a day at a time kind of. Yeah,
4: no, you're right to me. It's supposed it's just do what's right for you. And you're right. Like I like to think that I have a plan, but usually it is by what's, what's happening, you know, in the, in the cosmos ecosystem. Like sometimes I want to stake it at all because I want to leave some dry powder for, for something I know it's about to happen, you know? So that's a very good point. The
2: only thing I'd add, I guess, is now that restake.app is like gaining so much traction and supported on a bunch of different chains. I do kind of just let my staking rewards compound into themselves and my liquidity rewards compound into themselves Um, slightly. I'll still kind of vary back and forth, but now that that whole staking thing is automated and I'm kind of comfortable that a lot of that's constantly growing, I'll focus more on like new ventures or, I mean, sometimes I'll just like toss stuff into the Terra ecosystem actually and put it on DeFi there, like my Osmosis daily rewards. So that that fits perfectly in the sunshine's question, but mayor, you want to pop in? See you unmuted your mic first.
6: Yeah, guys. Hey, Tadashi, I wanted to just touch base with you. Um, did you say you're new to osmosis or? Um, Crypto no, been, in
5: general. Mm. I mean, um, I guess everything's relative, right? Like I got into crypto last year, like November ish. And then I just, but I've been dedicating like all my free time. So I went from like, what is blockchain and Bitcoin to what is liquidity pool? What is, what is impermanent loss? What is staking mm-hmm. and all that? So, but I, I fell kind of accidentally into osmosis because I had my Kepler wallet for uh, the Kava system, like yep. uh, investing in the Kava, but then I had some leftovers. <laughs> so I just just Mm -hmm. played around basically with osmosis and was able to start doing the LPs. Um, Yeah. Yeah, So I guess I'm relatively new, but Mm -hmm. I'm not a complete noob.
6: Okay. So a little, but newer to DeFi sound for sure. For sure. You know, I'm, I'm just a little bit ahead of you. And and, you know, so a lot of us on, on Cosmos spaces, it's, this is why we got together in the beginning, you know, like just four or five months ago, just talking about this stuff. And, um, but definitely, I mean, I can I can throw you my, my 10 cents. Um, number sure. one, <clears throat> number one, you got to look at your own time horizon. You know, are you, and, you know, and that could be two different things. You know, you could, you could be playing a long game, but you can also want to make some short, short-term gains also. But like, if you're looking out five, five years, you know, then it's like, okay. Um, like for me, for me, it's like, I have this, this chunk of money and this is, I, if if this if every if some crazy regulation comes out you know or bad news comes out tomorrow and everything goes down to zero like i'm not going to be emotionally and psychologically hurt by this and that's i think number one anyone in the room here you know not financial advice but this is like rule number one like you got to realize this is the wild west crypto is very speculative and there could be bad news tomorrow and everything could get crushed 50%. Like you number one for me, I I have to continually remind myself going into that. You know, especially like just, you know, like these last week, you know. So number one, time horizon. And number two, like remind yourself this is play money. If 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 you find yourself getting more emotionally involved just because osmosis has gone from nine to below sub five, then you, you really need to be careful because I'm. I'm just trying to share this with everyone in the room. The way to survive in, in, crypt, in crypto is just that: survive. And th- and you don't you don't survive by falling into all the traps that a lot of people fall into. And that's that's selling at the bottom. Um, and the, yeah, and, yeah and, and Tadashi. Also, just what you're saying, like, and, and with your LP rewards, like. Um, I'm just going to throw out some random numbers here. So let's let's just say you're, um, you know, you've got like whatever, you know, 500 Osmo, you know, half of it's staked and half of it's an LP rewards. And, you know, you're getting like, you know, two or three Osmo a day, whatever, you know. So what do you what do you want to do with that? Number one, you got to remember, this is an inflationary coin, you know, most of the 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 chains and most of the changes in, 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 in the cosmos are inflationary chains. Um, some have higher inflation rates than others, <clears throat> but, um, osmosis is getting ready to hit the one year anniversary in June. Tokenomics are going to change a little bit, but all that aside, what are you going to do with, with your, with your, with your, um, rewards? I, I like what Timmy said and in, and, in, and, and, and here's what I do a little bit. I don't, I, I try to like get a little bit of a game plan, but, you know, as market conditions change, things change. So, n- number one, the the one main thing I try to look at is, you know, especially with my time horizon, like my time horizon is long term. I want to spread things out a little bit. So, you know, if, if you're more into privacy, think about secret. If you're more into, you know, very speculative growth, you know, something like Juno you know, so just think about like what you want to further get into. And, and to me, it's just like, you know, DeFi is great, but there's a lot of other use cases within the cosmos that just within osmosis that you can jump into. Um, So think, think about that. But also um, Luna is something we've talked about a lot here that in the Terra ecosystem is, is growing and beyond, beyond measure. It's like, if you look at market, market cap, it's, it's, it's the elephant in the cosmos. Okay, why is it? Why is that? The tokenomics on on Luna are par none. It's better than anything out there right now. And um, so, what Tim was saying is every once in a while, and this is what I do too, is like I'll focus on reinvesting back into the cosmos, but also, I mean, Luna is part of the, is part of the ecosystem, but they're their own ecosystem within itself. Um, Luna is the one deflationary coin. It, and and i hope you understand if you understand this it's 100
5: percent. yeah 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 um,
6: so so just think about that you know you want to all these inflationary coins it's like when when the market goes down they, they get hit a lot harder so
5: yeah no that's all great information because i'm already like you know I, I finally got my alice code so i'm investing in there uh i know about whoa I, whoa
2: whoa yeah. whoa 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 are you a u.s citizen oh yeah Bro, I don't, are you kidding me? I put in like nine emails for that, like nine different wait lists, like as many Dude. months ago as possible. I still haven't gotten yeah. anything on any.
5: Of them. So I would. Rec- I don't know if I can drop his name, but he's been um advertising it. But you know, Lucky, he's always on like the Terra spot. Yeah, and everything.
6: Yeah. yeah. He he can share a code with you.
5: Yeah. He, um. He just asked that you just you share. Yeah. Like, he'll give you a code. Then you share the code back with him once you get logged in. Whatever. That's how I got mine, man, because I've I been waiting for that email, too, and I was, like, getting nowhere. Um, then I was able to share one with my buddy because he has an iPhone, and the app dropped for the iPhone first, and I have Samsung. Um, and that's how we got our codes was through Lucky, but we made sure we gave our code back to him. Um, so
2: did they, uh, did they end up getting FDIC insured or no?
6: I don't think so. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. So um, are, you, are you just using the
5: Alice uh, app? As, have you have you used it at all so essentially that's like my new partial Thanks, like my new yeah. savings account mm-hmm. it's, and, it, and it's on, honestly my my easiest on-ramp from getting ust then i can send ust wherever mm-hmm. um which is also why I, I i'm sticking with osmosis is because they have the luna coin they have ust that i could start swapping out basically mm-hmm. my osmos rewards for more luna
6: mm-hmm.
5: um yeah so that's also my my other idea, yeah. my other strategy. I was going to yeah. go for. So,
6: so it sounds like you're on track, and and um, with UST, um, I mean, there's there's a way to kind of link the Terra Station and Kepler together a little bit.
2: It's it's tricky. You, you yeah, gotta actually. It, you, so you got to do Sunshine, it the right way. <laughs> Sunshine wanted to, uh, or Marty. Sorry, just always look at the. Uh, <laughs> the names on here wanted to talk about anchor a little. So maybe let's transition that way. And before we get to anchor, let's touch on that mayor. Cause like that is a question that so often gets brought up linking Kepler and Tara and making it easy.
6: Cause if you do it the wrong way, it doesn't work. And, and of course that's how I did it. You have to, what do you,
2: it's, it's so, bringing,
6: it's bringing so the, here's an easy the, way yeah. to
2: like, think about it. Like yeah. the, the most common way. That you're probably going to move funds back and forth or most people's first way uh, is probably through osmosis. Um, And even if it's not, this technique is just a good one to use. So if you go to osmosis and you click withdraw on the asset Luna, so if you go to your assets page and click withdraw, the address that it auto fills in there that's the address that you want to aim to have in your Terra station. So even if you try and follow all my steps and maybe you like get confused, just whether, you know, if you set it up right or not at the end is if the address in your Terra station wallet is the same as the one that auto fills into your osmosis. So yep. how do you, and Tadashi, you, you might know this too, by the way, I don't know. I, this is kind of a, note for everyone because it's just a really common uh question so don't mean to like patronize you or anything
5: no 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 i um, good all good it's good review right
2: cool yeah yeah um so yeah the way to do that let's say you start with kepler like you have your kepler wallet first so you're gonna download the terra station extension or maybe mobile if you want to do it on your phone um and instead of clicking create new wallet and shit terra has two options hold on. i don't want to just make a guess here i want to look at yeah, it so and that's, that's where
6: way. you can get slipped up a little bit yes but.
2: because terra has an extra option that other wallets don't so and, if and
6: hopefully that. if kepler does an upgrade like we'll be able to by- by- bypass this because from what i heard yes. they're they're thinking about fully implementing um you know ust The problem is
2: like, they've been thinking about and talking about that for a while, but we can dream. We can dream. I'm optimistic. But, okay, so I'm looking at it now. If you're on Terra Station and you're setting up a new wallet, you have three main options that'll jump out at you. New wallet, recover wallet, and import wallet. If you already have a Kepler set up, you want to do import wallet. And so that will prompt you to put in your uh monomic phrase your seed phrase wait
3: is it import recover (gasps) yeah yeah
7: you're right
2: it's import well that wait that's what i thought but i'm looking at it right now and i I actually think they might have either swapped it around or we're both just having a brain fart because recover wallet is the one where you'll enter a wallet name create a new password and put in your monomic Oh, recover. So they might have either. Yeah. Okay. Total clarification. My bad, our bad, whatever. Recover wallet for Terra Station. If you already have a Kepler, you go to recover wallet. It'll prompt you with wallet name and two password fields. This is for you to pick a new wallet name. So you're setting up a new wallet. You decide what the name is. You give it a new password the same way as when you set up Kepler Then, for Monomic, you put in the seed phrase from your Kepler wallet. Now, when you do this, like, I know this is going to sound stupid, but literally don't even copy paste it. That's probably safe like 99% of the time, but there are such things as viruses that look at your like clipboard, your copy and paste. So you should have it written down physically somewhere, or even just temporarily do it, you know, take your Monomic phrase from Kepler write it down somewhere, put it into TerraStation, and you'll have a a wallet on TerraStation that has that same address that Osmosis is trying to automatically go for. Now, if you're going the other way around, let's say you're starting with TerraStation, you're a lunatic, um, Kepler is a little easy. I think it only has one option, right? So if you go to add account on Kepler, yeah, you'll have import existing account or import ledger, again, if you're using a hardware wallet. And so you'll do the same thing. You'll take your Monomic, your seed phrase from Terra Station, and you'll put it into importing a new Kepler. And this will just make them like the same under the hood address with just two different wallet interfaces to use. Yeah. And this is the only time you want to mess around
6: with your mnemonic seed phrase <clears throat> but if you if you don't want to if you don't want to do this you can go the long route and just set up two two wallets and then you'd have to transfer yeah. transfer between the two which is doable but it's just it's very time consuming but So right?
2: so let's let's real quick just like talk about that so what makes this an okay time to put in your your wallet seed phrase the general rule of thumb like if i were to subscribe like one thing to it the only type of application or the only field on a computer, the only text field, the only text document, the only message thing, the only place you ever type in a seed phrase is in another wallet. And it's a well-known wallet that you can confirm, like, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other people use, that an entire ecosystem relies on, like Cosmo Station, Kepler, MetaMask, whatever. Um, that's the only place you ever type in a seed phrase on your computer. Um, Because yeah, often we talk about this linking the two wallets and some people will message me and I won't see them till later. They'll be like, uh, I thought I wasn't supposed to ever put my seed phrase anywhere, like do anything with it. So wallets is the one exception.
6: Um, So once you get past this, your, your wallets are somewhat, um, you, you can, you can, you can transfer, very Uh, ust very you can transfer UST out of osmosis boom it's on terra station and now you have access to all the wonderful wonderful dApps over in uh the terra ecosystem
2: Yep. Yep. um marty i thought you had had your hand up a second ago did it should we cover yeah
1: yeah no i just had a quick question and maybe i'm overlooking something but for ledger users uh yeah you you don't need to enter your seed phrase do you like I why w- i'm just curious why you would need to or is that only for like desktop uh users with kepler you know what i mean yeah, i
2: don't think you would need to know so i um, thank you i kind of assume that'd be self-explanatory but it's definitely not yeah so um don't remember the process with Terra station but i don't think you'd need to you do access with ledger
1: and it then, would yeah, probably no, just it
2: for my password
1: yep. if i if i recover it totally yeah okay okay so um, just wanted to double check
2: no actually great that you brought that up in case anyone listened to this recording yes ledger makes it pretty easy to do this 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 process um good good call out there marty um and then we got two people who hopped up. I want to let Nidigo and Shirk both, you know, ask questions if they want to hop in. But Marty, I know you do want to hear about Anchor. So I'm, I'm not going to forget that.
1: Hi, everyone.
2: No worries, man. Thank you. Hi, I just wanted to contribute yeah. hey. to that
8: uh, conversation with, uh, to do with Terra Station and uh, Kepler with Ledger.
1: Yeah.
8: Uh, incidentally, using the same seed on your Ledger will give you a different address on Kepler and Terra Station. Because they use different parts, I haven't been able to figure out what the part is to change one to the other. But you will have two different addresses, and that's part of the problems. While people with ledger have problems claiming oh, Comdex that's... and all those other yeah. tokens that use. Um...
2: Okay, I can. I know how you can figure it out, um, Nitigo. This is like maybe a little advanced for some people, okay. but whenever I have had troubles with not just for Terra, but for putting in a seed phrase to import a wallet and not getting the address that i want what i do is i use the cosmos station mobile app so if you go to import uh, a wallet from an existing seed phrase on the cosmos station mobile app and i'm pretty sure ledger as well when you first import the wallet or i guess it won't work. Not for Cosmos <laughs>
3: Station.
8: Cosmos Station doesn't uh, integrate with Ledger. I, I, I no, know how I'm to generate really different sure. num- uh, addresses. Like you could change one, two, three, and all that. That's different. Terra uses a different... Maybe, in fact, the whole part is uh, different. So you don't get the same address on Ledger. Using the same Ledger, it would generate two different addresses that don't speak with each other. So it would work for... That system would work for somebody who's not using Ledger, move the seed from one wallet to the other. If you generate your first seed with Ledger, sorry, let me go again. Moving your seeds from Kepler to TerraStation, that would work. If you do it with Ledger and you import your seed, you will get a different address entirely. It just creates TerraStation by default to create something different.
9: Was this since the... Because I know that Terra used to use the same Cosmos app for Ledger, but then they just recently made their own, correct?
8: Oh, no. Terra has always had his own. I got into Terra, always had their I got own? Into okay. Terra before I got into Cosmos Station. Uh, sorry, before I got into uh, Cosmos. So with my Ledger, the same way you download Ledger Live, create the app and everything, because Terra has its own app in, yeah. in um, Ledger and Cosmos has its own app in Ledger. When you use the Terra app to because when you use Terra Station, you're using the Terra app. It does does its own thing and creates a different Terra address. Mm -hmm. Terra coming on on Cosmos is more recent. Coming on Kepler and coming on IBC is a very Mm -hmm. recent thing. So the address part is conforming to what Cosmos uses, different from what Terra originally has been using. So they are different and uh, you would literally have to do a transaction. But the only way to have the same address in Kepler and Terra Station, to my knowledge right now, is to not use your ledger or to take your ledger seeds manually and put them in. And maybe you would be able to get the same thing, which would defeat so the purpose. Like,
2: okay, I think apps. that must be what I did then. Yeah. I think it's I good. must have done something because mine is set up like that like I have both trying to remember while we talk through this exactly what I did.
10: Dirk,
11: I haven't yeah, set up a yeah, ledger so. in
2: so long.
10: Yeah, I can I can probably contribute to this a bit. So um yeah. I did it I did it the first way too. Um I was in Cosmos before I was in Terra and making your ledger in Cosmos and then, trying to go to Terra, you get a second address. I was told if you do it the opposite way, if you make a Terra address and then make a Kepler import that to Kepler after, then it will be the same. But since I have these two addresses on my ledger already i don't want I don't want to change them out, so I just transfer all the time kind of thing. but uh if if somebody doesn't have their Kepler yet. And wants to start in Terra and then go the backwards scope and then
2: well, what, to Kepler. That's what you said. You that was your like course right? Nitigo? like um, you started on Luna no, and then you came to Cosmos. Yes.
8: The so, important thing to oh, note here okay. is not the order; it's the <laughs> fact that when a project has its own app within Ledger, within Ledger yep. it 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 can modify things differently and create some Uh, derivation parts that are not standard. And I think because Terra existed, for me first, and it, it has Anchor and so many other apps that are using that ecosystem, they built their own app to work with everything they're doing. So the Terra app with the Terra station generates a Terra address. As an afterthought, they came into IBC and Kepler implemented it. Kepler by default is designed to use the same, ver- the same version for everything, every blockchain there. And Terra doesn't work with that. So it comes up with a new address. That is why initially when IBC started, there was a problem connecting Terra to Osmosis, uh, Terra to SifChain. Um, initially SifChain started with connecting just to Terra Station. By the time Terra was available in IBC, it created a problem which made it impossible to use Terra on SIF chain. So there are different parts and apps have to choose to use the Kepler one or the Terra station one, not, not both, because they are all different. They're kind of structured differently. And we see the same thing with Desmos. Desmos has its own ledger app. So when you use Cosmos app with Desmos, you have a problem. It doesn't see or talk to the one, you, its own local app. So the only way around this I have found so far is just keep them separate, or
10: um, so just it, edit it. I do have one workaround for you. So when uh, uh, your your Terra address that you would have made with your Kepler wallet, you can open that. You can open that Terra address in mm-hmm. xDeFi. Okay. And, and if you open it in XdeFi, you can connect to Terrastation with XDfy and then you sign transactions with the Cosmos app on your ledger. It's confusing, but it works. Hmm.
3: That makes okay. sense sounds
8: awesome. yeah. I'll, I'll look at that XDfy. I don't know that I don't know that platform yet. I'll, I'll ch- yeah.
10: check that out. XdeFi Thanks. is basically like a, they're basically like a wallet aggregator. like you can make wallets in there. But um, okay. you can also import wallets from from different ones, and you can have, like, Cosmos, Rune, Terra, all different kinds of wallets on XdeFi, and that's one of, like, the main... It's like Wallet Connect, essentially the same thing on Terra Station, where oh, you'd be connecting that way.
8: Yeah. Thank you. Sounds like a plan. I'll look at that.
10: Yeah,
3: no
2: problem. Cool. I also... Alright, I'm gonna look into this more for, for next week's session because something isn't sitting right with me and remembering like
3: how I'll look into it. We'll, we'll we'll
2: touch back on this with the whole Ledger Terra Kepler thing, but um yeah, appreciate Shirk and Nitigo, both of you guys popping up. Um
3: and then Grits, you've been up here a minute. What's up? <laughs> hey. Uh I was wondering where the best place to park money would be. (laughs) Like every time
12: I want to deposit, it's going to cost me like 25 cents. So I basically had the idea to stick all the money into a USD Luna pool for one day bond unbonding
3: for 19% as a solution. If anybody has any other ideas, that would be amazing. Wait. So, what's your what's your goal here? And what was See,
12: the like, basically feeding all my interest into spending money, but I want that spending money to be sitting somewhere making interest while I do that.
3: Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, the one day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Make money
12: off of moving small amounts and then getting charged a ton of fees.
3: Anywhere else, right? Right,
2: yeah, for just, like, spending money?
3: Yeah. How are you you spending, by the way? Are you using,
2: like, Cypher-D, or?
12: No, because they require facial recognition for everything, so I literally can't use my partner's phone when I want to use stuff. So I basically just have Cash App set up, and I deposit Atom into Coinbase Pro, for free, for like two cents, I think it is. And then
3: I would draw from Coinbase Pro into Cash App's address all for free.
11: Interesting.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, I was using Crypto.com until they I deposited some CRO and it got locked into their account
12: and that didn't display on their app. And it's been like three weeks now. They just messaged me back telling me that they can do it. It can fix it I'm my wall. Right.
3: You know, cool. if I was a private key, I could fix it myself. But... Damn, that's I, that's yeah. That's oh. another reason not to use centralized exchanges. How weird. Yeah. They don't and you really don't leave money
2: in any centralized exchanges unless I'm moving it through it. Yeah. Um, but okay, so what is the UST Osmo pool like 70
3: oh, it's something it's percent? Luna. UST Luna because oh, UST Luna. Awesome. Yeah.
2: so okay, so I'm um, like the one day for UST Osmo is 36 percent, so that's another option. Yeah, I don't um, know
3: about
12: the price action
3: currently, yeah. I mean, I like Spectrum Finance on uh, Terra. Aren't they uh, like of lockups, kind of thing, or do you have an option? So they're like a, they're
2: like a, an aggregator, like a top level thing. So I was
12: looking at them when you
2: were mentioning the like. Yeah, almost, so certain like, ones are here like here. pretty liquid. Um. So like. I'm not in this pool in particular, but it's Nexus, and I mean, I use their other pools, so like uh, the PSI UST pool, I mean, don't know how you feel about PSI price action, but I I have have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me. But I know that
12: pool with a 24 on it.
2: but, But you want just like, I know what you're asking, just like a stable coin and a reliable coin. Right, if, yeah, if but
12: still so, sort of pegged into the market, sort of, you know, so that I'm
3: not missing out when things do a rebound. When if,
2: I mean, the Luna UST pool is not like bad. I yeah, mean, so Spectrum. But, back, right? You could do Luna UST on Spectrum for forty percent APY and what i would just do i haven't used astroport directly through spectrum myself only like through nexus through spectrum so if you do try this one just deposit like a dollar see if you can take it out immediately like just check astroport if is amazing. So, uh,
12: yeah about them, but yeah
2: <laughs> but yeah so if you just go to finance, you know where it is the luna ust pool yeah, yeah that might be something and then, of course, you know, also on spec, you can do, like, liquidity pools with the uh, mirror assets. So, like, maybe, I mean, the market's not great outside of crypto either right now, but let's say you were bullish on Twitter because of Elon or something, <laughs> whatever. There's all these, like, you know, Apple UST, AMD UST. Uh, so... I mean, brand in Europe,
12: you
3: know, and you yeah.
12: want to- gold. I don't know if they do commodities, but, but the conduct thing
3: I think. Marty, you got any
13: thoughts? Yeah, anyone oh, oh, we have two Martys now. But new Marty. Yeah. <laughs> new Marty, like I I'm actually Boomer Marty. So you can just call me Boomer True. Boomer Marty. New to this particular <laughs> night space.
3: Yeah.
13: <laughs> um Boomer. UST Lunas, you know. Certainly sees a lot of action up and down. You you just don't like anchor at all? Is you have a problem with anchor?
3: It charges you twenty five cents to do anything. I see.
2: So you're doing like small frequent transactions. Is that the big thing?
3: Like like five
13: to ten dollars every day. So I'm wondering if one
2: of the, like the cards, like
13: cash or Alice or whatever else, are kind of like you know. They kind of front um, anchor, but I don't really—I don't have experience with them in the sense of like using them, so I don't really know what their costs are. I'm—I <clears throat> actually like the physical card because I'm a boomer. <laughs> in a lot of places, which
3: one, what card is it?
13: I like yeah, the, which one? I like the Coinbase card. You—you you said you used the Coinbase oh. card. Yeah, I—I so I, I applied for it, and yeah. I've been like eight months. Oh. You know, uh, I have no idea what's going on with it there's a lot of places I go. That's just like, you know, they want to, they want a credit card. So, you know, that, that works for me. Um, but I think at some point in time, whether it's Alice or cash, you know, when they have an actual physical card or even Voyager, okay. Then, you know, basically I'll move from Coinbase. Um, yeah, I saw Cypher D has like, uh, Cosmos uh, ecosystem stuff
12: on it, but and I like when I ordered their card, it was literally like five days I came in the notes, But
13: it really gave me an ability to put it. <laughs> what what I like about the Cash and Alice opportunities is basically, you know, they're native UST, and that's that's kind of like how I think about you know transferring between chains and you know as a new you know basically Cosmos. Um, what what's, what's the website for this? Alice one? Alice and then K A S H. Oh. So if you kind of like research those, you know, those pieces to take a look at. I know is charging for money for an hour.
2: Alice's site is alice.co.co.
3: Well, I was at Alice Kat, underscore cash on Twitter. Not that. But yeah, I mean, as far as like super liquid like, places, that you
2: lick, yeah, liquid yourself. places. One day Luna UST pool isn't bad. I mean, when you say one
13: day, it's like there's you know the bonding. yeah there's not if I it tomorrow yeah. there's there's no bonding. I mean, it's the 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 osmosis bonding for a day or seven or fourteen is. Not the model on the Terra side in general for no.
2: yeah. he knows that. Okay. It's just but it's, just,
13: but it's the, because of
2: osmosis being okay. feedless. Yeah. He's it's right. A, that's your main appeal with it right now, right, It's Gritz? The
12: rock in the hard place. Yeah. It's, but it's, is that what it
2: is? It's that <laughs> like you, you're using osmosis because it's feeless, um, but you're wondering I mean, if there's
3: banking, you know, or
13: so i was on the i was on the uh osmosis uh labs call today just like i normally am and i think we're kind of all waiting for the basically the uh, stable stable coin pools and kind of hoping that you know you know we can drop you know whatever we want to in the pools and get out instantaneously for um next to nothing but actually have some return now on frontier has anybody used frontier yet yeah i've checked out a little bit so i i went in the
3: um their prototype
13: whatever you want to call it um pool and i think it has no bonding pretty sure and i think that's that's the future Really. I mean, not necessarily for osmosis, but I think the stablecoin pools will not have bonding.
12: Uh, yeah, it looks that way. I wonder I wonder if they're going to charge fees for those or more or something like that yeah. You know, you got to give it a take.
13: Okay, so it's a Frax USD, UST... Um,
12: is that the four? The four part pool? Yeah. Of of
13: yeah. i all that fun. So, I, I mean, I no idea what Frax is, but Frax is another kind
2: of. Aren't they the one that's pegged to like a basket of assets? Or am I thinking of something else? On Ethereum. Like yeah. Oh, they're an ETH but isn't that their thing? They're like, rather than being pegged to a dollar, they're pegged to like an average of a, a couple different things. Or am I? Is that Fracs?
13: Yeah, I think you're right about Fracs. I I don't know enough about yeah. Fracs, but um, take take that with a grain of salt, everyone. So the pool's actually decent size. I think when I went in, you know, it was like fourteen thousand dollars. It has like almost seven and a half million dollars in it. So for something that's like nobody knows about, it's it actually seems to be working well for gathering TVL. So are you getting the swap fees off of those, or because it's not there's no uh, external or any expenses at all? Um, yeah, there is there is Osmo bonding. I'm sorry, bonus. There's some Osmo bonus in it. Oh, sure, okay. But you know, it's definitely the fees. I mean, that's generally how the the stablecoin pools are, right? It's like, um, but you know, unless you're into the the Convex Curve Wars, which is about to come to Terra. So the the Curve-like Wars, or the Convex-like, or actually, Curve Wars, um, are going to come to Terra here in the next, you know, week, I think, starting tomorrow. But it's going to be wrapped around um, Astro and ANC, or ANC,
2: Anchor. It'll be very interesting.
13: So, uh, you know, the most exciting thing to me on on the osmosis front, and I, you know, I live in, you know, the both of these worlds. You know, I'm a I'm a refugee from Ethereum.
11: <laughs> <laughs>
13: me too. After after, after pr- painfully learning too much in Ethereum, you know, I moved to uh, kind of uh, IBC land with. You know the pure cosmos people and the slightly impure Terra people, um. So, the uh, the the exciting thing to me to come to Osmosis is is going to be lending, and you know as a as a DeGen with you know more than fifty one percent of my assets on the Terra side of the house, I'm like totally used to like leverage, right, and on the Cosmo side, you know whether it's osmosis or anything else. There's not a lot of experience on kind of the the leverage side of the house, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens.
2: But yeah, grits have been racking my brain, and you're kind of a niche, not super niche, but interesting situation you're in. I, I think you're probably in the best scenario where if like feeless feelessness is really your priority, then yeah. Seems like just yeah. Osmo, maybe Crescent Hub in the future, if that continues to get big, but we'll see. Um, I couldn't figure out how to put money into that. But <laughs>
3: yeah, the that, alternative
2: yeah. would be, you know, putting enough into Anchor Protocol that you earn however much you take out every day, plus a $0.25 cent fee per day. I
3: threw 10 bucks into this chain to test it out. It doesn't seem that horrible now. Sift chains, yeah,
2: that could be alright. Sift you gotta be careful if you rely on it for like day to no, day spending. No. That you don't, yeah, run out of gas. <laughs> it's but, just
12: a watch kind, of, kind of deal. I got a, I got, I got a couple of other things like
3: both going on corona, so it's basically the You know, you gotta wait as long as possible before you just cash out of them. Yeah.
2: So yeah, sure. Go ahead. See your hand up.
10: Yeah, thanks. Uh Grit. So I just wanted to ask like I think the biggest question is what's like your risk tolerance and do you need your do you need access to your principal that you're depositing in these or do you just need the rewards to kind of like take out and live off of or whatever you're doing with them? Yeah,
12: I don't really all my principal is from everything I've made like organically within the, the crypto. So, I basically just, you know, uh, have a couple of, for whatever I'm using. Like, if it's a vault, obviously, I'm going to be
3: waiting forever. And my risk tolerance is, I guess, as risky as you can get because I'm living off of like 10 grand. So, <laughs> but
10: <laughs> yeah, I think in in that sense, and I think like the one of, like, one of the easiest ways for me to think of is just the single, like, single side staking of, say, osmo um juno oh, I have, um I have a going on but i literally cash out all of that and then put it into the deck
12: right away and then put it into yeah yeah you know, spending money anything i can
3: you know that the fees are worth it obviously adam isn't
10: one of those but... okay so you don't need like i'm just trying to understand because you said that you want to take like ten dollars out every day or something like that right yeah so, i do that can, it pay well. Yeah, because yeah, like the, I guess like those single-sided staking ones, the, the fees are so incremental to like claim those staking rewards and that's why I was saying those might be like one of your best options. Like even I have a bunch of secret in there too and that's about like I think 23% or something like that. It's not as high as Osmo or Juno are, but but um, Yeah, I, I put a bunch of
3: money into Juno and Ours, that was a mistake hopefully it will be not a mistake if i wait long enough yeah
10: yeah and then it's it's kind of tough with luna because most of luna's stuff is either locked or vesting or you have to swap to a different token so if you Mm -hmm. needed if you needed to get your uh, money back to Luna. Like right now, it's fine with the ARBs, but sometimes the ARBs can kind of kill you on the way back if you uh, have a lot to arb over that you need to get out for whatever reason. Yeah, and the
12: deciding factor is like the fees that you have to pay every time you do money
10: on other chains. Yeah, and, and since Luna's price has gone up, right, the fees are a little bit higher over there um, in in some yeah. ways, but. Um, yeah, i would just say reap the war rewards of osmo being free for right now as it is and um then you can reevaluate if they
3: turn the fees on yeah i'm able to probably reinvest and then basically take out what i need i'm
12: pretty sure what i'm making more than i'm spending i have no idea really but if the market's been
3: garbage then probably will be more garbage yeah.
10: Yeah, and even even thinking like just your opportunity cost, right? Like, it might be better to have some just liquid and ready to go in anchor or whatever. And if you need to take that out, you do. And then have yes. some in the riskier investments where it's going to make you more.
12: That's but what you're, I was not gonna,
10: to... you're not going to pull that out, right?
12: But I got rugged, like, last week on a human fork. So I had to compensate. <laughs>
3: But yeah, uh, I was going to have a like what? a five uh, uh, on what? Would you get rugged off? A tomb fork on Kronos. Oh. It's basically, like four
12: but they won't tell you the a tomb fork. I think it's like a tomb fork though.
3: Yeah, I've
12: it's heard
10: really uh, cool. a tomb fork. Um, have you looked in the dark crypto on Kronos? Yeah, everybody says that's amazing. But so far everything except M has been totally garbage over there. The vault on
12: MMF have been actually keeping up with the market as far as interest and then things going down. So that's quite as long thing to working at. So yeah, all that took a huge hit. I and mean, same with Cosmos ecosystems. So my portfolio from like being twelve K to like seven and a half K over the last few weeks. It's been uh,
2: I want to petition Kepler to put in a feature where you can change wallet-wide for both the extension and your dashboard. I don't want to see USD value. Let me either have it measured in Bitcoin or add. I think yeah. that'd be way better for just like... Also, also
3: dark mode. Dark yeah. Mode. yeah.
11: <laughs> Would be
3: nice.
10: Well, I think the biggest thing yeah. that people need to think about in that situation too is all of these staking like all of these earning things are really a hedge against you losing money on your position holding it right through a downturn
3: yeah so Mm -hmm.
10: if you're losing whatever like 30 percent of your portfolio but you're making like a the coin, yeah. a fifty a percent average over a year of staking across all your things, like that's what's important, right? Because then, when you ha- when you come back to the upturn, you're gonna have twenty percent more coins than you would have before, and yeah. then they're gonna be at the same value or more. Hopefully, like that, it's not a dead project. But
3: yeah,
12: that's basically what I have the MMF vaults for because they're six hundred percent APR right now. So I've been noticing if you know the market dropped ten percent, it takes me about five days to recover that in the profit. So I've been yeah, breaking exactly.
10: even our downtrend. <clears throat> yeah, and it doesn't even matter what impermanent losses when you're at six hundred percent in the in the pool. Yeah. That's my high risk play, super high risk, but <laughs>
2: People also just have like in just crypto is given obviously, we all know this, a pretty warped perception of like, you know, what's a good return on investment or uh, oh yeah no. you. like one thing I think about often is how Adam like a coin like Adam, every every coin is set up kind of differently with their tokenomics and such, but the way emissions work for something like Adam, like the staking rewards, new coins coming into existence, is like in theory, in a bubble without a market, it's not or without like a, a volatile market. Those emissions aren't to earn us any money over time. They're just to keep us even as, you know, the circulating supply grows. And so kind of a weird way to think about it. I just think about this all the time. Like if Adam just stayed the exact same price, you know, we would still be getting, what, 14% a year which consistently like, yeah, you could look at the stock market ever since COVID when they've been pumping money into it, but that's still crazy, right? Like even if Adam was pretty much the same price every year in January, if you're just staking a lot, go back 10 years in history, 15 years, a solid secured 15% a year. Like that's still like pretty solid. Right. And then compounding 10 years, 20, not what you like to hear in crypto. Right. With, but it, it's true. It's just perspective. It's weird, and I know everybody knows that, but it's just interesting. Um. Well, anyways, okay. So, Sunshine Marty, did you have some specific questions about anchor? I don't want to pivot too hard here, too. If, if but.
1: No, that was uh, a lot to take in and a great intro to it. I have a couple ideas <laughs> that I want to do. I think I'm going to allocate a large per- percent of my raw drop to towards uh, the Terra side of the, their uh, dApps and ecosystem they got outside of
9: the Cosmos.
2: Cool. Very cool. Okay, so are you familiar with like Anchor in general? Kind of the basics of what it does on each side? And,
1: no, you know. I'd love for you to elaborate. I'm all ears, man.
2: Okay, cool. So... One of two features you may like kind of first hear about it for either 20% uh, APY on stable coin deposits, UST. I think or, that's
1: more what I would go for. I like that a lot. But sorry, continue.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. That's what most people I think it's like it's most kind of stand out for. But it's funny. You talk to a real lunatic. They'll say that is not the best thing you can do with it. Like that's a waste of the platform. But we can maybe get into that. That's not totally true. Um, the other like half of it is that it's like a lending and borrowing um, platform. So you can like use your cryptos collateral. And that's what like a lot of the big lunatics kind of like take advantage of more so on there. But the way the system like roughly works is the collateral they accept. So like, let's say I have Luna or Adam or Ethereum, and I want to take out a loan against that. Well, I can do that on Anchor Protocol, but I don't just give them normal Luna or normal Atom or normal ETH. I give them B Atom and B Luna, which is a liquid staked version. Um, liquid staking is a term that's been thrown around a lot. Basically means that it's a token that can like move between wallets. It's not locked down, but it is somehow helping to secure the network and generating staking rewards. So... With that being the the type of collateral you put down, and that's a one-button swap, so you would send your Atom over to the Terra chain, or you would just have your Luna there. You'd go to Anchor, and there'd be, like, right on the front page, um, somewhere to turn that Luna into B-Luna. For Luna, at least. Let's ignore Atom for a second. Um, Once you have that B-Luna, you deposit it, and you can take out a loan against it. So, you know, if you have $100,000 $100,000 in Luna, take out 10, 20, 30, for whatever your risk tolerance might be. They have limits, obviously, um, in UST. And the idea there is that the Luna you're depositing, since it's like liquid staked, is still generating rewards for the anchor platform. So that is like part of what pays the. 20% yield on the, the UST side. So the other like part of the platform is that you can just have UST sit there in the form of a UST technically. So same thing where you go from Luna to B Luna, you'd go from UST to a UST, which is like a one button click on their site. And then you'll be getting 20% APY on that UST. Um, and it's like this whole complex system. I can try and get uh, I can get into the math a little more if we want, but it's not necessarily too important. That's like the crux of like how it works, what what it consists of, and it has kind of become the center of the whole ecosystem. Um, it was kind of set up that way. Like it was one of the first big D apps that has a lot of uh, Luna Foundation Guard funding, uh, but. Yeah, it's at the core of much of DeFi in all of Terra. And so there's some discussion of like, is that 20% sustainable? Some people are like, no, but like 15% is, and it'll adjust to that in time. There's all this math behind the scenes of like what's going into that 20% specifically. But for the average user, even though someone like Cephi or bigger lunatics might disagree and say there's more advanced strategies to use, one of the most appealing simple things is that you can just put a stable coin there get 20% APY, and it's liquid. Like you could turn that AUST right back into UST at any time, swap it. It's starting to be spendable as UST or at least usable in other DApps. You don't even have to swap it if you want to then do some DeFi stuff with it. So the 20% on a stable coin, that's like the big appeal for a lot of people. And then the lending and borrowing thing is... Interesting too if you're if you're wanting to go that route and get into that risk, but obviously that's a little bit more advanced.
1: Yeah, no, I'm totally following along. In fact, um I was doing a little bit of research into the shade protocol staking derivative. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're uh the ability to mint uh STK secret from secret. And I think it's similar. Uh there's about a 20 to 22 percent APR. Uh, and you get the SDK secret or staked secret that you mint once you uh, stake your original secret. And then, yeah, you can pretty much do anything from there with the staked secret. So I, nope, I that, believe like it's a very similar concept with just different math behind each design. It's a, little a different.
2: extremely similar concept, yeah, because what Shade is actually doing with Silk is similar, if not completely based on the Luna uh, like model as well, where we will burn shade to create this stablecoin silk, kind of like you burn Luna for UST. So you're you're 100 right. I that's a really good analogy actually, because yeah, it's the it's the same thing.
1: Sweet. Like, yeah, they're no, they're they're makes that makes total sense. That really that really simplifies it, it for me. Thank you, man.
2: Yeah, obviously there it like anchors more built out than than shade at this point. You can't really do yeah lending yeah. and borrowing, but. The basics there of the the liquid derivatives and then yeah no it, they're they're that's the really interesting thing about secret Um secret people tonight I was hoping Chem was gonna come by maybe he still will but like we, secret's like not really I'd say they're the least competing with anyone in the ecosystem because they're so much their own thing that like shade and silk for example are in a way, kind of like proudly copying Luna. And like, that's totally fine because they're doing a private version of it, which is needed. And, you know, Luna doesn't offer natively. Um, I think that's just but a really good thing about secret. I don't know if we have any big secret heads in here, but...
1: I think uh, I, I like the difference between uh, Silk compared to UST as a stable coin as well. Uh, I feel like they're it's very pegging. they're very different in that sense.
2: Yeah, I really, really like the concept of not pegging our stable coin to the thing we're allegedly trying to get away from. That has yeah. had you know, 80% of all of it printed in the last couple of years.
10: <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple, couple of things i like to point out about that. So uh, <clears throat> the Stake secret derivative, uh, they just talked about it the other day, actually, you'll be able to borrow off that soon and when you borrow off that it's an auto compounding asset so you don't actually lose your staking rewards like you do with B luna on anchor you get the rewards while it's being uh, used as collateral so that's going to be a extra positive there for secret and then i think the the silk pegging mechanism is going to be interesting and i Hope I really hope that it uh, holds the peg, and I think that it does stand probably one of the best chances of all the algorithmics that have been coming up lately um, across DeFi, and and I think that's because Luna was kind of uh, it was it was kind of a unique one where they had they have so much capital available and so much backing available to to provide to it being LFG had and uh, TFL whereas a lot of the other ones seem to not be able to hold their peg and didn't have that kind of backstop that could that could help grow it to the point where now it can self-sustain itself and I think that's where we're seeing UST now and I think I think silk on the other hand has those uh the basket of commodities and whatnot that is going to help not need that like uh I guess you could say centralized integration to like help it get past that beginner stage. So, um, and then eventually there'll be a, a silk UST pool that'll come up somewhere and that'll be Ooh, great I because, like that. Cause then you don't I have, have one, to worry about impermanent loss.
2: I have one like question cool. for anybody in here who might have thoughts. Like uh, I, I love secret, not flooding. have a huge bag, but When comparing it to like the Luna model, one question that just pops up with, you know, Silk needing to maintain some type of peg, the Luna model really relies on arbitrage uh, in addition to its like built in tokenomics and mechanisms. I don't know if the secret network at the moment has the like TX throughput and like capacity to handle the arbitrage needed to maintain a really solid peg. So for the for the shade peg um I'm pretty sure it is
7: like uh, built in so that the the shade stakers um will just like automatically be arbitraging so if it's like running in the background it should it should work just fine. The,
2: the yeah yeah I did I do remember reading about that but I don't know anything like does that compress computation somehow maybe like doing it I don't really know what the in the background would mean in the context of a blockchain unless they mean like a side chain or something, which I did hear talk of. They, do they, they don't have their own little like sub network chain or something going on. Silk. No, I think that would definitely know. be interesting. I feel like their their biggest like bottleneck is kind of secret
7: scalability. Um So that will be interesting to see. You. Yeah. Safi, do you got thoughts? I don't know how much of a secret knot you are,
14: but well, I, I know a little bit about this shade silk, but um, my concern with it is, um, is that so if you try to if you try to deploy um, the silk token on other exchanges, um, it's not obvious to people arbing uh, what the token's actually worth at any given moment without going and checking. Yeah. So that's a massive, massive uh, issue, right? Like if you're if you're on, I don't know, pick some sort of exchange, some uh, you're on Binance or something, and you are trying to sort of arb the value of this because it's off peg, you got to go look it up. Whereas if you have a off peg uh, USD peg stablecoin, it's obvious. And that to me seems like an a sufficient enough impediment because you need to find an external Oracle to give you the Arb rate. Um, It just makes like just running even a simple grid bot against uh, uh, against it uh, versus like other stable coins or something. It just makes it more complicated to me. So I I just don't, I just don't see
2: that part of, yeah, you definitely like expanded on some thoughts. I wasn't quite able to process through, but I was, part of I was thinking the computational throughput is even on chain it's going to have to be doing that extra computation like that's an extra layer of figuring whatever its basket of assets is and do, even if that's just like too, oh, yeah. too long I see what you're saying yeah you, you have to first right. obtain the value of
14: it from a basket on top of the fact yep. that you're saying that yeah you have to then on other exchanges and so that,
2: does that mean you also have to wait on API calls for those basket prices, those assets that comprise the basket, the prices for them, like I'm not sure. Right. I'm sure this is all publicly available. Like on chain, I suppose
14: you could do it via chain link or whatever, right? But the problem is is or banned or some combination. But you when you once you start getting off chain, now what are you like comparing against? Is are you going to have like a chain link oracle sitting on silk protocol that then calls that and then sends that out to the universe and even like chainlink right. and whatnot are going to require multiple data sources right yeah i'm i'm looking so at
7: I the at the silk looking at the silk white paper right now and it looks like they they just plan to use band protocol um currency oracles so kind of similar um that'll be interesting i'm not sure how how scalable that is yeah i
14: can uh, understand that part i just can't figure out the part like where You're on not like so when you're on secret, I get it, it would probably be fine. I just can't figure out how the entire system will work when you're no longer on secret. So that would theoretically limit the size and scale of the token.
2: Because, because what that would have to mean is like, let's say if Binance wanted to provide a decent trading experience for people who wanted to ARB or really in any way trade, uh, shade or Silk, sorry, they would almost need to, like, have their own private, or not private, but a direct oracle from the Shade network, which, like, exchanges wouldn't really want to (laughs) do, I can guarantee you. Well, Um, they also would only be relying on one
14: oracle, right? Yeah. Because then you're taking an aggregation of oracle stuff, making a coin out of it, and then creating a single oracle feed and it's, you're not like developing that price feed from the world of a basket of assets so that like BAM supplies this basket to uh, Binance, right? They're provi- It just gets confusing to me. I don't see how that all, I don't know. I just don't see the scalability of that scenario. That's my problem with it.
2: One thing though is I, I do find it hard to believe that someone on the team hasn't thought of exactly this. And there probably is an elegant solution out there. Like I know I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll speak for you here, Seth. Neither of us are flooding silk or shade in any way. No, I no, like very, obviously. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it'd be great
14: to hear that, that answer from the team. Like what, what is the, like what is the reason
2: for this design and
3: how does it, well, I, could, play I, I know out. the reason.
2: Right. The reason is that like while there is still the most, Powerful country on earth backing it or whatever eighty percent of all u s dollars were printed in the past two years, and so it's like, is that really what we want to be pegged to in crypto as we're trying to move away from everything you, my I don't idea, even... you know my idea for stable coin was just peg it to
14: like um like whatever oracles tell you like the average like global temperature is or maybe like the temperature of the sun or some shit <laughs> the day. like why why do you care what it's pegged to anymore if it's gonna it could just be pegged to something arbitrary like what is the temperature of the sun based on most of the satellites out there today? And just use that, like, you know, because you don't care what it is. You just want an internet native stable coin. Essentially it doesn't move too much in value.
2: Right. Well, I think I love that idea, but like what we don't, we don't deal in degrees. Right. So if let's say what I'm saying is you, but you just use that for the
14: peg, right. You don't need to, like you make the currency value, whatever the hell you want, but you, you don't, it doesn't
2: matter what it's worth. Do you mean like in the Luna? if you were yeah. to take Luna's equation and replace, right?
14: Yeah. The, the, well, no, you'd still have Luna, let's say, but you could issue a stable coin that's pegged not to the dollar, but pegged yeah, to the value of an oracle that you can get off of Chainlink or Band and is like internationally available, like global temper, global average temperature or some shit, right? You don't really care. You just want something that is stable. And internet native, right? Because you don't want it to lose value in inflation necessarily. You right. want to peg to something that doesn't change anymore forever and all time, sort of, right? Like, and the temperature of the sun's probably at that, pretty at that good. That point,
2: no. But see, <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, at that point, the thing is, at that point, the peg becomes arbitrary, and people just agree that that token is a value in and of itself. So, like, one exactly, of it, like, yeah. Exactly. Which you know, that's almost utopian to hope for. The temperature of space. I've I've had oh, grits. You got some.
3: The temperature of space and never
14: <laughs> absolute zero,
3: yeah,
2: right? Point zero zero zero
14: zero one Kelvin or whatever.
2: <laughs> um, Sophie, I don't know if this is too nitty gritty for you. I know that's kind of your expertise, but just because we are talking about oracles, I have been curious. Chainlink is involved in like Terra and the chain. Like, doesn't uh, Anchor use them now? Yeah. Um, so there's, some Terra,
3: form. there's
14: Terra oracles, and then there's also um, Band, and then there has been an ongoing implementation of Chainlink, and I I don't really know from a development angle like where they are. We I
3: remember.
14: Okay. Tell, somebody
2: and ask. Tell me what I might be thinking of or like remembering. A while ago there was. Some a bunch of erroneous liquidations because of the Terra Oracle's like malfunctioning and as part of the like fix or apology it was we're implementing chainlink. Was that right. anchor? That's right. Yeah.
14: Okay. Remember was there was okay. that time when some people got liquidated inappropriately. Yep. And I believe they were we, we voted to reimburse them and then ultimately yeah. a lot of the people got their some money back. In, um and then yeah, that's what happened. The uh the there was an Oracle error, essentially, and that led to inappropriate liquidations. And people were like, what the hell? I got liquidated, and the price never even went there. Um, and uh, so since then, there was this push to kind of build a chain link thing. But they also fixed the anchor contract that um, didn't do a good enough job, like double checking the Oracle or something. Marty may know some details. He has his hands up. But yeah, there's, there's definitely some lessons that were learned from that.
2: Yeah. My my specific question to you was going to be, and it sounds like maybe not, if you knew like how that Chainlink implementation worked, or if you could point me to someone who would know. I'm very interesting, like interested, because as far as I know, Chainlink only has presence in right. the cosmos through Iris Hub, but they're figuring out some of their own way to do it. So I'm pretty you interested in that. You
12: should but, watch the um, Lex stream and YouTube video with the Chainlink CEO guy. It's very very instructive. He goes through like everything.
2: Say that again. The first part. Sorry.
12: The Lex Friedman podcast. He invited his the CEO channel to talk on there for like four hours.
2: Yeah, Sergey. I watched that. Yeah. they talked. They talked yeah. about how it gets implemented in Cosmos and
3: Luna.
12: No, just like how it all works in general. Oh.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah.
12: Yeah. No, I um,
14: think what Timmy was asking is how, how was it implemented. On Terra, and I believe that's an ongoing thing because I just talked to yeah. Simon with. I just had a conversation for a couple hours today with Simon of Loop Finance. We were talking about some different things happening, and um, he was mentioning that that integration was still ongoing. He didn't have the details, but I don't think it's fully implemented the way we're thinking it is.
2: Okay, that might make sense. Marty, do you want to hop in? What
13: you got? Yeah, yeah. I, I confirm that it's still not in place. Yeah, and the, but I wanted to go back to this discussion of stable coins and alternative stable coins. I think there's an interesting article today that <clears throat> Afghanistan is now moving to stable coins instead of Bitcoin. You know, the people sure. and I don't I don't think you can get away from the US dollar as being kind of like this familiar thing to do transactions. You know, once upon a time there was this thing called the Florin, you know, and it, it lasted for five hundred years. <laughs> you know after florin you know the people down there stopped actually making them they still use the florin as as a measurement of uh, of money across a big portion of europe so going to um you know beyond the us dollar i'd be surprised if doquan and you know tfl after you know, whether that takes two years or three years, you know, after you know UST becomes this kind of trillion dollar thing, that there isn't another stable coin. Because in fact, you know, the entire infrastructure of Terra um, basically already supports multiple stable coins, one of which is the Korean won, but there's a dozen of them out there. But I think you know, a portfolio-based you know, digital portfolio based coin of who knows what um, that's, you know, not tied to kind of a national, you know, brand. I'd be surprised if they don't do that. I think that the focus from my perspective of secret on this, this aspect of doing the U S dollar thing is essentially ideological. It's, it's not technological or marketing or whatever else. What do you mean
2: the U.S. dollar thing? Well, there's, there's, you know, when
13: we do a stable coin, okay, that's U.S. dollar-based, okay? Call it frax, call it whatever the heck, you know, whoever's going to do it. We take away the most important thing from the state, okay? Which is which is okay? Okay. And so, you know, the fact that we call it a dollar is meaningless compared to the real issue of taking away their seniorage. And in taking away their seniorage, you know, we take, from my perspective, as kind of a Anabaptist Mennonite background person, we take away the ability to create war easily. Okay, I'm not saying that people don't hate or whatever else, but the ability to raise massive amounts of money to, 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 you know, do war is based on fiat. And there's lots of great, you know, history books by really smart people. That's why Doe states specifically, Marty, like he, he calls, you know, like fiat equates to violence, basically. Correct. And what's his face from Harvard, you know, is who does all the economic history stuff has really, really detailed this. And that's why he's a big fan of stable coins is you know, i think because he knows having spent his entire adult life researching economics and written several books on its ability to do war why he he loves the fact that seniorage is moving to people who you know i don't i don't think sefi is about killing people i'm i'm pretty sure um in fact i think you probably swore an oath that you're not supposed to do that didn't you sefi um <laughs> something something like
2: that. Yeah. The Twitter <laughs> the Twitter influencers.
13: <laughs> so, so you kind of have this, you know, you know, this aspect of seniorage. And then the second thing that you have is, you know, again, doesn't matter which coin, especially on the, the algorithmic, they don't have debt, right? we're not using the seniorage to pay off, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, Senator Rockweiler from West Virginia's bridge to nowhere and, you know, Johnson Smith's, you know, you know, circus underground that nobody goes, you know, whatever it is, right. We're, we're, we're not doing that. Okay. So we're not, we don't have this debt issue either. So the ability to do good or useful or effective or pick, pick whatever, you know, noun you want to use. Okay. Which
14: one i like, I'm not interested in like the collateral backed stable coins, nor am I interested in the ones that I'm not collateral, uh, debt backed stable coins, nor am I particularly interested in the, um, the collateralized stable coins. Neither can technically scale. So this is why I was saying like another thing, um, maybe like just wrap your head around this, that one of the number one oracles on the planet is from the, the atomic clock, right, which is essentially for t- timekeeping. Absolutely, you, you could peg, you could easily peg a coin to that, and everyone would agree that that would be like a realistic um, value or whatever. The the time that an actual second actually lasts, or whatever you want to call it, and you could peg to that, right? And there, there's like your every digital watch that you can get, your Cassio or whatever, has that data on there, and that's how your Cassio watch keeps time compared to like a Rolex or something, and does a better job at it, right? So. Um, it you know, so there's this. So that's the other thing. You could you could actually peg to almost anything as long as everyone agrees that hey, that's what equals money. Um, and and you wouldn't have the inflationary problem, nor would you need a basket of anything. It would be totally internet native in that respect. I, I'm not. I'm, is, is, is,
12: I have a ahead. question just about it. is there uh? Is there like some sort of entropy or how like you know? The UST stays on peg, like in relation to how you know the U.S. dollar gets printed. Tons of like how do they? Is that why they you think that
2: you know? That's why Luna is such a beautiful that's, investment. That's why well, they can it's just, just p- near perfect tokenomics, as you guys said. They can just keep printing more U.S. dollar, but there's only so much Luna left to match that near infinite supply
14: yeah, the basic way to describe it is that the 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 supply of terra stable coins can go to infinity. yeah um, the in, in fact, you could have more terra stable coins than you have all the money on the planet, technically speaking, uh, as it exists today. And then simultaneously the the supply of Luna drops asymptotic to zero. Um, and the price of Luna can rise to infinity. That's basically what you're buying into there. It's like the most uh, strangest, most uh, aggressive sort of asset ever created ever. Like that's really what you're looking at right
2: there. I don't know, man. You ever heard of this one coin called Hex? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hold on,
13: hold on. I gotta get some. I gotta get some weed if we're gonna discuss this.
2: No, we're not gonna discuss Hex for a moment <laughs> longer. <laughs> We had someone come on here once trying to shill that. Like At first, they were just talking about NFTs, and we are like, so wait, what chain? Is this like Stargaze or Terra? Or it was like, oh, Pulse Chain.
13: (laughs) Now, now the other thing I wanted to drill down on is that you know, again, kind of starting from secret, but it's not, you know, this is not a downer for secrets. Like, there's going to be stable coins that are for one chain. Okay, and they're going to do one chain's stablecoin needs, and they're essentially never really going to escape that one chain. And then there's going to be other stablecoins that are going to be across lots of chains, and neither of them are right, right? Both have their uses.
2: Wait, okay? what's an example of the the uh, first option?
13: I, I think Secret's never going to escape its chain.
2: But okay so if it or doesn't like, or like if the, it does
13: coin from tron or whatever right like the coin from tron would be another one yeah it could go nowhere yeah So
2: okay so if those can't go anywhere why <laughs> would they survive long term instead of like, well, we're not we're would- not
13: we're not making marketing analysis here we're just we're just saying that you know this is a this is kind of an ontological discussion right it's like there's this class okay that's going to be on a chain and there's going to be classes that are cross chains and in both cases, theoretically, okay, you know, there could be,
2: you know, dollar I think back. I'm just, I'm just saying I think the first class will die out. I don't think there will be that class in the
14: maybe I different there, I tend to think I Timmy's right. Like, the, the survivability of those, like, uh, smaller scale things, it, over the long run, it just doesn't make – they just don't make that much sense, except to say that maybe, maybe – your transaction fees on the, on the same network, um, when you don't have to do any kind of bridging or any kind of other shenanigans to get your coin there, there may be a use case
13: there from that perspective, maybe, right? But, right. And, and so, so let me just slightly disagree and say this, okay? If the ecosystem is big enough, okay, then it can survive and be happy and grow and whatever else. So as in a potential example, potential, okay, um, I think a stable coin on top of lightning that the Bitcoin community that could embrace, that could be a stable coin that, you know, has a very long and happy life, okay? I think there's another exception. And I think the other exception is fully private stable coin um, which is not secret, okay? Because they're not fully private. I think a fully private stable coin is a possible, you know, success story. And I want to point to the prototype to that, okay? And you know, don't laugh now, okay? Which I think the prototype to that is Monero, okay? I think fully private Monero has vitality. It's not a stable coin, so it doesn't have like... The ultimate vitality, whatever else. But there is one that has that's very Monero like in terms of the technology underlining it, which is a stable coin, and that's XUSD. And we're going to so- soon see that in the Thorn chain. I'm sorry, the Thor chain. We're going to at least see it over there. And so I think there's some exceptions. I agree with you generally, 90%, that things that are not portable are gonna have a much much harder harder life to live and there's no and there's
14: no question we need like a privacy version of ust from the perspective of dealing with wallets dealing with um you know businesses need it for sure like what business wants to accept sort of ust and then not be able to obfuscate how much money they have in their you know cash register so to speak right like this doesn't make any sense so you you would have to have that capability somewhere. And I, it seems to me that, like, the secret network is the closest thing we have to that, theoretically, in the IBC space. But, like, to Marty's point, like, to me, that would be literally its own chain. I don't understand why Shade Silk is on top of secret network. It, it needs to, like, I don't know. Anyway.
2: <laughs> well, does anybody... I have this weird, like, I don't want to say anything with confidence, but I thought I remembered reading something in the documentation where they are like on like their own side chain or their own just chain in the cosmos. But does that just sound totally foreign to everyone else? I'm kind of looking it up right now. I, I mean, thought they, they not have like their own a,
14: network. If they had a literal copy of Terra, right, just copy it entirely, except that it's privacy, uh, and otherwise did everything exactly the same. Uh,
2: it would be extremely useful. Like, it'd just be like... you, so you, you actually want you another... to be able
14: to go between the two, right?
2: One of the interesting things you said a second ago, though, or I think Marty you actually said it was, like, truly secret, you know, not, not like, secret network. Um, was that you that said that, Marty? Or was that you, Sefi? That was me. Yeah, and so you just mean because, like, the base network isn't private? Correct. I mean, you know,
13: yeah. I, I started working on, like encrypted transactions back in the 80s and traffic analysis has is a well known you know methodology for learning stuff and they haven't dealt with that and monero and you know xusd have and that's
9: kind of why the fully private is interesting yeah so marty you're, you're probably really excited about optimumbra then the uh, fully private decks that uses fuzzy messages and more so it's private on the protocol layer rather than relying on uh, the hardware? The one that I sent you?
13: I mean, it's definitely something interesting. I have to tell you, I've just been so flat out. I have not spent the, the good time researching it. I'm sorry to say.
7: <laughs> You're good. No worries. No worries.
13: There's uh, so much. <laughs> exactly. How yeah, so does
12: like uh, USD on trade essentially work with they just like... send ust to the protocol that essentially has a secret version of ust and when you buy their secret version of UST, no i think
13: it's much more complicated than that much more i mean what 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 cefi is bringing up is is that if you're just a small business like me and i have like this brewery and this winery and this distillery thing and you know i want to take in ust well If you're sending me UST, then you'll be able to know how many thousands or tens of thousands or hundred thousands of dollars, you know, one that, you know, I receive per day, week or month and two, you know, at some levels be able to see, um, who my customers are at some level. Right. Mm. Um, because you have those addresses now, um, Terra, I can't remember its name. Ternado, Ternado Ter, has some solutions for this for UST on the Terra chain, and it'll be interesting to see if other applications, including the application we just talked about, simply integrate Ternado into, you know, their application. Which uses you know the Monero like mixing that goes on in Monero so that it's impossible to see at least where it goes. Okay. Although,
14: although Marty, I would still say that those are not good. like the level that we're talking about is certainly not any kind of like enterprise grade solution, right?
7: Not only that, uh, we also got to think about you know like fully pro- uh, privacy is important because not only the consumer uh, but the customer as well. So if I'm going to buy, let's say a cup of coffee, uh, and I'm paying in USD, uh, the person who's receiving this can actually see how much money I have in my bank, uh, like how well, how many USDs I have and lunas and everything else that go on my wallet. So
13: i can Uh, i can i can obfuscate that with tornado pretty easily okay because i use that to transfer to people you know already they have no idea what my wallet looks like but it's you know sefi's still right that the scale is you know is not there yet um but this is why, you know, I've been a fan of Haven for 18 months. It's why I mine it. It's why I'm waiting with bated breath for um, it to be integrated into, uh, you know, the system we just talked about. I think it's a potential solution for some things, especially if there's pools where I can go between USD and XUSD because it solves my fully private problem
10: uh so marty i have a couple questions regarding uh haven and xusd and um i'm just curious on like what what is like the the paying for xusd on there because i know i've been looking into uh just like watching it recently and i've Found that it's had a real tough time trying to hold its peg up until recently.
13: So it's had, you know, it's it's an underfunded, you know, um technological development that's had a number of problems and hacks in the past, um in terms of protocol problems. And I'm I'm not recommending sorry, I'm not recommending that anybody ape into Haven. Okay. I'm I'm kind of like this is this is a long term, you know, in you know, crypto space potential solution. It's not a solution for today, it's not a solution for this year. I think as it evolves in its integration with Thorchain. But it is like one of those things where I would quite frankly tell you that Doquan could decide to adopt it, right? And let it be it's, let it be, you know, Tara's second cousin or first cousin and fund it in a way that all of a sudden boom you know we have a privacy solution for you know a whole bunch of different you know situations including the you know small retail pos problem not the, not the proof of stake but the point of sale problem
10: yeah okay i i get that i think um i think what i'm trying to understand though is like with Shade and Silk already being an IBC, don't you think that there could be a better chance that Doquan would look into that before looking externally to a farther solution? Now I know that you said that the the privacy of XUSD is uh, more than Secret Network can provide, um, which that might be a limitation. But the I think what I think the way that Shade and Silk would went out in a privacy scenario is that like you said they need to get people to the platform so it becomes more of that kind of like this is where you store your value you store it in a secret private space and then to branch out like maybe silk goes to non-kyc exchanges exchanges in decentralized finance um like i'm thinking like injective is new Deus is dais is new over in phantom, but like just examples like that. And then something like UST is still your global currency where it's uh, the most liquid across everywhere. And sure. sure. I other, think the uh, the
14: most like obvious problem as a business owner I would have is I would have to provide a different exchange rate for this coin wherever it's pegged to then all the other crap at my business that I have to already like accept at a certain rate, right? Like, am I going to have like two menus up on the cafe wall? Am I going to, is Marty going to have, you know, so you you see the problem. So the, the issue is partly, I don't think it's not so much whether or not the protocol works to me. I just can't figure out why besides the optimism that, Hey, people want a store of value stable. That um, is not as inflationary as the dollar. I get that, but from an adoption angle, I, I just don't see
13: it. It doesn't have That's product market. Prob- it doesn't have product market fit.
14: Product guys. market fit, exactly. Perfect. Yeah, perfect way to describe this. The, the, so it's like, to me, it's like if there was a parallel chain to Terra, and it was like entirely this privacy coin, and you could you could seamlessly jump between the two. And let's say for I'll give you a great example. So let's say I'm a business and I've got a Terra wallet, right? And you're a Terra user, um, and you you could have a transaction jump to the privacy chain and then reach my primary business wallet in in a in a like two step process, or in fact, you know, even better would be you're just connecting to the terra station wallet the only difference is in the back end if you decide that your wallet address is going to accept native private and doesn't broadcast anything then what happens is is that like that goes automatically gets converted to the the privacy chain and then jumps to the your, your actual chain wallet afterwards and it goes through this layer, and then now you're obfuscating the transaction somehow. Like, this is just in my head, like, what I'd like to see happen. I'm not saying it's technically possible. That's a different story. So, but-, but you see my point? Like, that's what I would be – or even if you went through Silk, right, and went back to a stable, like, SUST, let's say, secret UST. Um, even if you went through that network and then kind of, you know, concealed this, something would have to happen in, in to to uh, obscure this, cause imagine, just imagine this, like not only even the discussions that we had, but like privacy, let's say for example, you own a coffee shop and uh, like the coffee shop owner down the street just wants to know like what your average revenue is or something. Like they they, they can basically find business data about your company just from the transactions at your cash registers, basically. Um, That would be kind of weird, right? Like, so all these reasons why uh, you, like as it stands today, like, there's no scalability without Visa and MasterCard intermediaries, like, and a, and a prime trust bank, like, converting all this crap to fiat in the middle, right? And then if we don't solve that problem, the product market fit is also missing because now you're still paying – businesses are still paying Visa and MasterCard all those fees, which run, like, 2 to 2% two per transaction, which is basically highway robbery if you really think about it. But there's no other way around that right now is the problem.
13: But
12: that idea actually kind of reminds me of how Lightning Network and the Moon Wallet kind of slowly got integrated together, but it kept with privacy and their use case. I,
13: I think there's, you know, again, going back to, I, I think a, a stable coin on top of the Lightning Network, unless they really screw things up. <laughs> okay. And that includes the politics of the Bitcoin maxis. So it's not necessarily technological, right? I, I think they can have a very viable, you know, stablecoin, and I think you know, DOQuan and you know everybody else, you know, will be happy. Okay, so I I think DOQuan wants to see a number of stablecoin stablecoins successful. I'm I don't think that's just BS now again trying not to be totally negative about the secret situation is that you know the other the other part you know that the secret guys have to be a little bit more careful politically um you know i listen to them publicly beat you know on the osmosis founders about how they're superior to this and superior to that, and whatever else, and they're just like, "Oh my gosh, you know, you know they're like doqua's like brother <laughs> or brother in law It's like and it was like a very public beating that they like put out and this and I think they were inaccurate, number one, and number two, what they had to say, they still haven't proven yet whether it's actually true, so secret has to have some kind of product market fit. I don't think it's what they've talked about so far that it is a product market fit, but I think there is a product market fit in there if they're willing to take input you know, from the market, as it were. So that's kind of my analysis. So I'm positive about the opportunity that they have, but a little pessimistic about where we are at this moment.
10: Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. And I I think, like, Sefi, you're definitely absolutely right that if it's not say it's not a dollar all the time there's no way you could transact that on the business front or in the real world and i don't i don't think at least that wouldn't be my vision of where that goes i think it's like we said like it's only we're under a 2 trillion market cap right now in um in all of crypto um and i think that has a lot of room to run and in that room to run we are going to need, like, there's going, there, we don't need it, but people like having a choice in a sense. Like, people want to have UST or they want to have something else um, to have that kind of liquid, like cash feel. And say if USDT was to not be the dominant anymore, where does that go to? Well, I think I think a privacy-based one does have an inclination there um to potentially become that kind of store of value. So that's where I see that market fit, I guess, on the back end side of it. But like you said, it could be hard to grow it outside of the ecosystem. Um and I'm at least in my mind, I'm thinking that the IBC connection with the close connection to UST already and the SUST that's already been developed, I think that could become a play on the back end side.
13: Okay. So let's go down the path of store value because a store of value is interesting if it's private. So how does Terra use store a value? We use store of value in Luna, we use store of value in Astro, right? And what we do with it is we do DeFi, right? So to me, you know, we need to create and I, I'm, you know, I'm sure CFI and I and other people are willing to talk about this or work on it with whoever wants to partner, is how do we make that happen? What's the thing that just makes Secret look like a steak you must buy when you walk into the, you know, the restaurant or a girl you must date in high school or pick, pick whatever metaphor you want? And, you know, like one of the most uh, useful features
14: Of secret that I can imagine is that it's almost like a smart contract, like the entire platform in the sense that like, let's say a bunch of trading happens on the secret network and none of that trading quote unquote is really uh, discernible by any external reviewer, like without your permission. Then there'd be no difference between me going to, like, the traditional market, getting an ex- buying an exchange-traded fund uh, coin. Like, let's say, for example, uh, there's exchange-traded fund for oil or for, I don't know, um, whatever, tech or green energy or whatever the hell, right? And a bunch of stuff happens in the background like people trade and they rebalance portfolios and mutual fund managers monkey around, but you're not getting charged for every single one of those transactions because you're not the one doing it in secret. If nobody can actually prove you made these trades, then technically you didn't make any trades because you can only like only what can be proven can be um, held against you because someone has to provide a ledger that shows that you did X, Y, and Z. So therefore, if, let's say UST goes in the secret network and UST leaves the secret network and you more UST came out than went in, then you would basically be taxed on the income in theory that you know emerges from that net what went into it, right? So that to me is a a, a beautiful feat. Like that would be the, the real use case of secret grand scheme of things um, for me, for me, okay? Like I think that would be super, super powerful in that your wallet becomes essentially like an ETF in that it's a black box, a bunch of shit happens inside of it money comes out. Okay, fine, you pay taxes on that. Great. But everything inside of it technically is no different from a smart contract, right? So you like imagine you've got like a like Nebula protocols coming out in the next few weeks. Their site is up now, you can buy their token. It's going to have like uh rebalancing portfolios. You're going to have a coin that represents the entire rebalancing portfolio. Call it the Lust coin, which is the first one that they've created, which is a fantastic name, Luna, UST, Lust. (laughs) And it's a rebalancer between Luna and UST. And basically, it's doing all the shit in the background. All those trades that happen, you don't have to, like, you don't pay taxes on them like you would would if you bought and sold Luna and UST over and over again. You basically just enter into the system, you have a coin, the coin goes up in value, as the protocols... um, like goes up in value, uh, in terms of the token and like it's tax efficient and all of that. So, um, secret to me, like is a very interesting way to create a very tax efficient sort of trading platform. So the, the, the decks of secret could be very, very useful in that regard, assuming it actually remains secure and technically secret, like they say it is right. and i think the the privacy coin angle is super useful but i don't necessarily think like i can find product market fit for silk just like you guys said like i just don't see it um if you had a like what would you actually want you would want the ability to take your terra station wallet turn it private when you want to turn it not private when you want to And that's the end of it, right? Like, all of the features of Secret, if they could be incorporated together with a traditional stablecoin, it'd be amazing. And not only that, but, like, I don't... I think instead of a Layer 2 solution, you don't want it to be a smart contract coin. You want the coin to be an actual... Like, not a token, but a coin, right? You don't want... I don't remember, but is Silk a CW20
12: token? Or what is it now? Do you guys know?
3: Yes. Well, Silk...
12: Or whatever the their version snip. of it is. Yeah,
14: SNP, SNP. Yeah, SNP, Yeah. Yes. So I, I, you know, to me it would be like if it, it would almost have to be a native, native coin, and um, uh, it, it just becomes too complicated. Like, how, like, just imagine this: uh, ah. you're a corporation, and you want to incorporate the Silk Token into your payment network, like. Does anybody foresee this actually happening? Or is this just a DeFi primitive that people are gonna use in DeFi? To me, it seems like a rational DeFi primitive, right? Like, it just doesn't seem to me like an obvious business use. And I'm not saying UST is any better, by the way. Without the privacy component, how the hell are you gonna incorporate this in anything, right? Like, we're in the same
6: problem set, right? In that regard. So anyway. Hey, quick quick thing, Stephanie. Real quick, if I can just jump in, you guys talking about secret, I I definitely hear what you're saying about like for this to go more mainstream with retailers. It's like people are going to want anonymity and it's I'm having just a hard time with um, trying to think how many people are really going to jump into secret, like because they, in my opinion, they just need to be more behind the scenes. And like you said, it, it all needs to be the gears under the radar. If people want to do transactions anonymously, they should be able to hit a button and it just work seamlessly behind the scenes. And I, I mean, hopefully that's eventually where we get, but I mean, I just, these privacy networks, I'm just really concerned that they're going to get so much attention from the regulators that I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people are, are super, super hot on secret network, and I'm not trying to spread any FUD on them or anything. But it's just like it's such a, a touchy topic. With Well, uh, from a decentralization
14: <laughs> standpoint, I don't know if anything can be done about it. Right. Like they, they're going to have a hard time closing it down in the same way they have a hard time closing UST down, which is actually since a secret UST. Let's say it existed. Right. Let's say it's a privacy stablecoin. Um, It makes a tremendous amount of sense. Secret as a utility, as opposed to, say, secret as a coin, which then could wind up. And I'm not talking about the SCRT token. I'm talking about like SUST, for example. It shows up on Coinbase and then regulators like, no, we don't want this. So then they force different countries force uh that to be shut down but at the same time if you have ust and it can go to the secret network and become sust and uh, and or acquire uh privacy characteristics somehow but have all the other you know, benefits of a stable coin right that to me makes a lot of sense and way harder to shut down to, to you know and that's the other thing about the moneros the z or i'm not the, the uh, yeah the, any of the stable coin situations. Uh, the, I'm not I'm sorry, this privacy situations, like eventually they could face, like you guys said, a lot more regulatory ire than they do today. But those are easier to attack because even though they're uh, decentralized, you need some onboarding or an on-ramp for them, right? So that's where uh, outside of Thorchain or something like that, centralized exchanges could be uh, forced to censor those access to those things. Yeah.
6: Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you. Like you said, it's like it's with decentralization. It is. It's going to be hard for the regulators to shut it down. I mean, they can shut down the on on ramps and stuff like that. But I would I would think that with the, the technology that secret has, like they would want to be more behind the scenes. And it's like someone just wants to anonymously use the tech that 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 would be the better way for them to go i i don't know you know i don't i don't know what the what the best way is but it's it's just seems to me that like you would want that smooth transition behind the scenes and not have to be you know flipping coins and trading coins i mean i i get it with the block explorers like you can see all once you get a wallet address you can you can track all that stuff not that many people do it but you can it's out there tim tim i know i know you tend to even today, I mean, like,
14: like if you have to make an NFT wallet on Terra, right? You're like going to KuCoin or something and you are, or getting a different uh, on ramp and then you are like on ramping to that direct and trying to prevent a connection between your uh, main wallet, let's say, and your uh, whatever, your privacy uh, wallet that your public facing wallet, you know, for NFTs or something like that, right? So it, already you're going through all these hoops that ultimately like, right now require what amounts to a centralized exchange. Even if I go through ThorChain, for example, does that obfuscate this? Like if I go like send UST, park it in ThorChain and then send it out to another Terra wallet, does that like wash it or no? I don't even know. So privacy,
2: just, just to create an NFT wallet, it's a pain in the ass right now. Yeah. I mean the problem with that kind of obfuscation too is pick pick whatever method you want to do. Maybe it's going into SUST and the secret network or or whatever. Is even then it has to be some network that is so used by so many people with so much volume that your transaction could be picked out. Like let's say you're doing a big amount, you know, a couple ten hundred million dollars that can be tracked down to the decimal point or down to the, you know, equivalent. And even if the anonymity is there on the surface, I forget what this type of attack is called, but it's like a privacy one fault. There's like a a phrase for it, but someone who just watches the in and out nodes of like a privacy thing. So like, let's say they were watching all of the UST deposits going into secret network um, as well as all of the ones coming out. And when I say into, I mean like into S-U-S-T, into the private part. It wouldn't be that hard if you had a really robust chain analytics system set up to be like, oh, okay, here are these two separate transactions. They happen, you know, roughly 10, five, five 10 minutes apart. Um, they were for within five cents worth of the same value, probably the same guy. Um, and obviously there's ways to get around that, but then it becomes like a game of cat and mouse. So like no matter what, Perfect world you have, unless someone said it really good in a, in a tweet thread once, where it's just, unless privacy is there by default, it's not there at all.
3: So it's kind of the idea with like, if you have
2: UST and you want it to be private, if that's your uh, highest like priority, then you kind of have to have it either be private from the very beginning. Or only ever interact with it as s u s t like
11: yeah yeah, it, it, like
2: <laughs> this I, like
11: i would
14: i would like think it'd be pretty decent if you had like the s u s t on secret, uh you bought it on secret like or whatever you sold, let's say i don't know Luna for it or something at some point, or it got yield, and you needed to kind of like uh do this um it it makes a lot of sense to me to. Uh, have it originate there, and then uh, you know. I, I guess, yeah. Then the question is, like, now you're going to go spend it somewhere. Um, how do you sort of? How do you do that exactly? And do you yeah. send it to a Terra wallet and then spend it somewhere? Do you like? What are you doing? You know, because even I guess you could make a spontaneous public wallet every time you wanted to go to McDonald's. I'm not sure that makes any sense, but. Uh, like a At throw away time, basically. Like, what are you gonna what are you gonna do for example if mcdonald's doesn't have sust now what yeah, yeah. so, it, so e- even if a privacy network was exactly. perfect someone's got to accept this thing
2: unless the end issue. source yeah unless the end source of where you want to spend your funds are also within that privacy network like integrated and, yeah uh, so yeah. Th- this this is I think part of the fantasy of crypto right
14: right now like mm-hmm. the fantasy is that somehow oh yeah we're just all going to adopt this and so
2: crypto. what's re- what, like <laughs> connecting two points though what's really interesting Marty you brought up that like in some ways the closest thing we have to a perfect or not perfect uh, perfectly private stable coin although it's not you asked us not to laugh I didn't laugh at all I threw a bunch of heart emojis was Monero and <laughs> just Open-ended thought here, but, you know, Sephi you were talking about peg a stable coin to whatever, you know, it could be the temperature of the sun or whatever. If, and again, this is what the phrase you just used, the uh, fallacy, the, the false hopes of crypto, this will never happen. But if one day everyone in the world could just turn around and accept Monero as being worth one Monero, and that's like the currency we all use for everything, Then you have like total privacy because the entire system is like inherently private. Like the money source, the money spending, the end results, everyone using it. Anything outside of that really is kind of like wishful thinking. Like uh, whatever phrase you just used, Safi was perfect. Like just a a dream, like the fantasy (laughs) of crypto. Fantasy
13: of crypto. Yeah. I I think I think you have that in Haven, minus the adoption, right? Haven allows you. To go back and forth in terms of, you know, the Haven coin, uh, which is private, obviously, <clears throat> fully private, XUSD, XBTC. It actually does all those things. It's, there's aspects of it that is very, very Terra centered. OK, so I, I
2: don't I don't want to discount that at all my little spiel I was going on there from was from a like worldwide outside of crypto, like merchants, banks, like everybody, not just crypto people. That was my kind of like big picture, you know, esoteric, but definitely get what you're saying about Haven and please continue. I just wanted to clarify that. (laughs) No, no, I mean, I, again, I think it's, it
13: it will take a doe or somebody to say, I'm going to adopt this thing. Okay. And you know I'm gonna put twenty million dollars a year for the next two years in terms of development, and you know we're gonna come out with this capability or relationship or whatever do you, whatever you want to call it, but otherwise, I think Haven's gonna be a nice little side fun thing that I do, but for me my my product market fit is. I have to deal with certain people in the developing world, and you know, either Haven or Monero are one of the things that are there. And so it's a lot better in certain circumstances in that you know that market to have a fully private situation when I transfer money there, um so that nobody knows that they have the equivalent of twenty thousand dollars. so there's like three secret policeman trying to shake him down for 10 of that right that's kind of the the situation yep. so what else should we talk about i think we really like i don't say we exhausted that so- okay <laughs> yeah not you an easy problem, problem to line. solve <laughs> not an easy problem no to solve.
6: hey hey oh, tim no? i think uh, tim did have you guys talk about EVMOS much at all i know i dropped out there for a while
2: no, I mentioned in the beginning. Um we never yeah. we never got around to it, but it, it,
6: it might be another airdrop that Sefi doesn't know about. I don't know.
2: <laughs> True,
3: yeah. Oh, you uh, how do I get this? Oh, man.
14: Wait,
6: did you <laughs> not know about Epmoth, Seffi?
14: I knew it's there and I knew there was that the project's uh happening now. It, they had to they relaunch.
6: <laughs> they had to relaunch. Right, so, I heard about that.
2: Atom stakers then... as well as people who spent a lot of gas on Ethereum are the main Airdrop targets. There are so some. How do we get to the Evmos airdrop <laughs> while we're at it? So, okay, that is a good question because here's the weird history. <laughs> so, the chain launched a couple weeks ago, maybe even like a month ago at this point, um, had like two or three days of being live where some people, it, there was a couple problems. It got halted and like worked on, and it just went live again. Uh, today. earlier today and like I don't actually know if it's going to be claimable for you right now I had claimed initially when it first launched but if you want to try it it's uh, what is it
6: go to the Twitter go to uh, site. So,
2: yeah. So yeah just story. go to there the Twitter.
9: link that I posted uh, at the top the very re- most recent one uh, there's like the official yeah. declassified rec drop guide uh, link right there so if you click on that and scroll down a little bit, it'll show you how to claim the rec drop and it will give you different um, instructions, whether you're using Kepler or whether you're using MetaMask, because you can use either.
2: Do you know if that's that's not live yet, though, right? The rec portion mm-hmm. of it?
9: All of it's live, except for interacting with an EVM contract, I think. So tell me about. You can claim left.
6: Rewards days. are turned off. No rewards right now. Inflation so, so is okay. turned
9: off. Um, until a governance proposal, which I'm assuming that governance proposal will go up in the next day or two, and then it's like a five or seven day voting period, I think. And then they'll be turned back on. But so, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some snapshots being taken um, for people who stake before inflation gets turned on. They were kind of hinting at that.
13: So explain to me, Evmos, mission control, versus what Kepler says. Uh, so I would
2: trust Evmos' site. Right now, Kepler is like I have seen across my Twitter feed today, various different. Uh, so the,
9: the, the levels of it working, control so to speak. let you choose either Kepler or MetaMask. It just depends on whichever wallet you're using. So you can use either. So what well, I want to click the but, specific guide.
2: I think he means like when you look at your Evmos chain in the Kepler extension versus on their dashboard.
13: They say two different things. It's pretty interesting.
2: So yeah. are you looking at the so
9: you... beta? There's, so there's EVMOS beta, which yeah. is like a testnet chain, which you want to make sure you're not using that chain. Um, they, don't, they didn't do a really good job on the Kepler um, account list of doing that. Um, so the EVMOS parentheses beta is the one that you want to be um, using
13: that's the one i'm that's the one i'm using of most parentheses beta and parentheses so it it has a number of what i staked, okay but when i but when i look at the mission control the total tokens claimable is a different number is it higher it's
2: actually uh Marty, what's, uh,
13: what's
14: the link? I don't,
13: I don't
2: think I'm finding the... app.evmos.org. Okay.
14: That's the old one or the new one?
3: It's all going to to the like same their, place. Their
14: There's yeah. just
9: an updated guide on how to claim it. Oh, here we go. Okay.
13: So the Evmos site is lower, okay? And the other part is the tokens claimed is three quarters of what it says on Kepler. So it's really funky. You know, you know, I'm yeah. used to things being, like, debugged later on, but, you know, sometimes it's uh, worth bringing up.
14: Yeah. Now, this I says, this says um,
2: claim Rex drop coming soon. Yes. Yeah, so, tricky. I don't think that's live for, like, one or two more days. I think Adam Stakers can claim, but maybe not the ETH portion. Is that what it is? I, I think so. I think
0: everybody.
9: Because they already did the diffusion airdrop for just Uniswap people. And I'm pretty sure they said that if anything, the MetaMask was the only one that was going to be available to work correctly at the beginning of launch. But then they got Kepler to get on board and and, uh, speed things up.
2: It all just says coming soon, though. Like, Do you know anyone who's actually done this, or is that just what you read? So if you click on that guide...
14: Although it does say total tokens claimable. So I've got coins listed here, but it doesn't have a button to like push to actually claim anything. Does it
2: say right below that claim, but it's grayed out coming soon? Well, on
14: the on the Evmos Evmos. Evmos account, there's a claim button that says coming soon. It's like
9: a red color. So, yeah, Yeah. you're
6: just going to have to sit tight. But that's that's where you'll go once they enable it.
2: Right. Rock on. Oh, it's not,
9: well, so I've hmm. seen people claim their airdrop already, and
2: like claim it Well, n- so it. what you might be seeing, Tricky, is like I. Some people have claimed their airdrop from when the chain first started. Maybe that's what you're seeing.
9: It would look like fresh uh, claims, but I know that it, for me, and like I, I claim staking rewards today. I also didn't use the front dashboard to claim any of my evmos. I did all the backdoor stuff. Mm-hmm. I did like the the chain, like the. IBC channel uh, transaction yeah. through the Kepler. Yeah, that's
6: all the backdoor stuff, Seffi. I would say just mm-hmm. sit tight. You can see the number, right, Sefi? What? Yeah, there's what's, a there's a
14: token claimable here now. It just okay. doesn't have, and there's something called a recoverable balance. It says zero, and that says mm-hmm. recover coming soon. I have no idea what that means. There for
9: some people that I uh, can help you with that to a different <laughs> derivation path. Ooh, Natego, please. Yes. Yeah. Um,
8: cute. Initially, when the IVMOS chain launched. There, was pro- there were lots of problems with um, Kepler and ledger claiming. The- some people came up with a walkaround, around, but the walkaround around got the coins stuck in transition. So that's the part you see as uh, unclaimed and locked. So if you read the manual, which I have read today, you would have to recover your coins that are in the wrong place. No, sorry, you have to claim your coins that are not in the wrong place, and then recover your coins that are stuck in transit. But that doesn't come into effect till I think, tomorrow, because that was their plan. The chain yeah. will launch one full day. The next day, then you can start to claim two, three days. And then four days from launch or five day five or so, then uh, rewards are turned on. So because some people are claiming with Metamask, some people are claiming with Kepler, and some people are claiming with Kepler and Ledger, that's where the problem is. Kind of similar to what I was saying about Terra and how um, uh, Kepler derives addresses in a fixed way, using a fixed part for all things. And that's where the problem came with um, Evmos, because the keys generated from a Kepler wallet did not work with the keys they use for their own blockchain. So you end up having addresses that were out of sync. And so. Oh, um, I see. So if you look at the dashboard. It gives you the option to tell you what to claim and it tells you about coins that are stock. For those of us who claimed with Kepler and Ledger, our coins were sent to an address that is not recognized that was not recognized by the EVMOS chain. So they've created a walkaround to fix that. And the walkaround I see is you log in to the address that you, you log into the to the dashboard when it's available with your Kepler wallet where the coins are stock and ledger. And then when you say import, it gives you the option to move those coins into another address, which you would log into with your MetaMask. So you pretty much move the coins. The the, the theory of how this works is you move the coins from Kepler. When you say import, it sends it to Osmosis. And then when you say, when you try to recover it, it sends it from Osmosis into Evmos through one of their bridges at the back end. So that way your coins will travel from Kepler, IBC world to Osmosis and back into the EVM world. So that's the way they fixed that. So if your coins are not stock, don't use that method.
14: Do we have uh has there been any price discovery on this coin yet? Do we know what these are actually worth or whatever?
8: Um between fun before between three dollars and four dollars five four fifty, I saw something from Diffusion. They put um a dashboard there. So I looked at it at its all time high today. It seems like it went as high as six seven. So
9: yeah, I was In gonna knows. say of diffusion. They had they were trading Evmos today from yeah like three to five dollars. But pre all of this, when the chain launched, um, there was people doing OTC trades, um, and there was people paying anywhere from five dollars to twelve dollars for Evmos tokens. Why? I know, right? <laughs> uh, so uh, super, super, super I'm
14: super so excited. I didn't want to wait. I'm completely ignorant on like what the point of. Atmos is but what's
2: the okay. like, what's the quick version of what's this okay no no sure I, I'll, I'll take this one because okay. in reality to to bring solidity devs over so basically okay. what it is, is right. like the
9: <laughs> for all ethereum assets all ethereum uh solidity code DApps to be able to come over and literally yeah just call, like timmy said they can just copy paste all their stuff, go over to yeah. Cosmos and it works just the same, but it's all IBC enabled and it can go back and forth between the Cosmos ecosystem and the Ethereum ecosystem. But Terra in the Evmos ecosystem, it's using the Cosmos SDK, uh, instant finality, cheap transactions and not Ethereum, uh, crazy ass gas fees.
6: Right. Like they like, uh, diffusion is a uni, uni-swap but, clone.
2: So here's, here's what, here's what it's not though. Sefi. maybe this is obvious. Evmos is not a bridge in and of itself. And it is also not like an Ethereum clone. So it doesn't natively have any Ethereum assets. It's literally just, you know, an EVM, which obviously you're familiar with. And so that's why the way I phrased it is like, it's not even, yes, it is uh, in turn a home for Ethereum assets and like those native things, but because it's a home for solidity and those code bases and those projects and the hope is that you know, I just, like, I'm on Evmos right here. If you scroll down on the dashboard to apps on Evmos, I was just clicking around on these. Um, some of these DEXs seem, like, fairly live. And it's cool. Like, you go to import, you have, like, four different bridge options for one of the DEXs. But why the... It's long-term function, like, I I, I think it's just to bring the the massive talent and code base behind Ethereum into well,
9: so, it. Yeah, it's like it's so it's the goal of the Cosmos Hub. The H- Cosmos Hub's goal is to be like the port city for mostly the Cosmos chains. The Evmos is to be the port city for most of the Ethereum stuff. And what's cool is it's just like Cosmos where eventually once uh the SDK is upgraded, they're gonna be able to provide provide shared security um to chains that want to spin up that way as well too. Specifically on Evmos. They don't have to do that through the Cosmos hub. Yep. So explain, you know, what Sunny's
13: doing in this context, because, you know, certainly seems like, you know, they want to integrate with MetaMask and the generalized Ethereum network.
6: Are, are yeah. you talking about Osmosis then?
13: Yeah, Osmosis yeah. with Sunny.
6: Yes. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, they're, they're going to just use a bridge to get, get the tokens over. I, mean, I think yes. it's a little, little bit different of a play, right?
2: I'm not sure I know what you're talking about, Marty. Maybe I'm just behind, but I, I think I get it. So yeah, Marty. So the way that Sunny
9: is like gearing towards all the Ethereum assets, they're mostly just going to be toward like gearing towards getting the liquidity into Osmosis as easily as possible. So instead of people having to go through Evmos to do all of that stuff, they can just connect their MetaMask and use the Axelar as the Ethereum bridge to get their assets right in over mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So people are going to be using Evmos that want to deploy dApps, want to deploy sovereign chains, um, and want to do things a little bit differently. They don't necessarily want to use just osmosis, if that makes sense.
2: Which I (laughs) find very interesting, because I wonder, uh, an unfortunate reality will be that Evmos will bring with it tons of rug pulls and scams and shit projects um there will be a couple real devs for sure there are already a couple real projects the ones on there so far that i know of are all pretty sound but the hope is that once they're in this ecosystem for a while they look at Cosmwasm and they go "Mm, that looks appealing and they actually drop solidity so Evmos is very interesting chain where like in theory if everything were to go super perfect and ethereum were somehow die, which it won't, Ethereum will always have a place, like Evmos would also die eventually, because like, Evmos is still based on solidity, which for all intents and purposes is inferior to Cosmosm as like a language for smart contract writing. So, it's this very interesting chain where it's almost one step back, but it's to help people that are three steps back get two steps closer to us. (laughs) Weird analogy, just pulled out of my
3: ass, but yeah, it's so a lot of the
7: projects will probably it's a, be it's a once it around. launches.
3: It's kind of a game. Yes. Piece. Yes. Yep. get people
14: introduced to the system. The next yep. thing you know, they're like, wait, why am I over there?
7: I'm just kind of yeah. thinking, I'm just kind of thinking out loud. Um, oh, sorry. Um, just yeah, go for in. it. But yeah. um, I was around, I mean, I'm sure all you were when Evmos had its launch. And that was like a complete uh, mess up, (laughs) um, does that go to say anything, how the developers are going to care about how the chain runs? And then I also looked at this recent medium article, uh, that they had for, um, what is their little dap? You just mentioned their name diffusion, um, look in their medium article. They just made, there's like a hundred typos in it or grammar errors in it. I mean, it's 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 almost. I get the vibe that well, they're just, anyone
6: like, can post a Medium article. Is it actually from them, or is it just some third third person? I
7: didn't look into it in depth, but what I'm saying is, like, yeah. I'm starting to get the vibe that they're just like throwing junk together and
6: seeing if it mm-hmm. works. Does that make yeah. sense? No, definitely for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, it just I don't kinda, think, well, so. I think
8: the they, they, they had a good test stuff. net, and um, they did they did what they could do. But with every development and deployment of a project, until you go live, you never anticipate the problems you would have, especially with all the variety and combinations of wallets people would have their assets on which you're trying to airdrop to. Oh, so yeah, there, there's a difference. They, they, they there. had, they, there's a challenge there. I mean, we have our own projects even in Cosmos space, that... Uh, are not entirely smooth, even with airdropping, and they know these wallets. So imagine someone who has always worked with MetaMask, and all of a sudden has to deal with a Kepler f- finicky integration with a, a Ledger. And we pretty much only use Ledger in this space. In the Ethereum space, they use Ledger and Trezor, and it works 100% well with MetaMask. They're not going to know that integrating with Kepler means it's going to break with Ledger. There are many things they could not know until they actually went live, and even we, our projects that are solely on this side of things, are making mistakes. We saw the Comdex problem, we saw Stargate's problem with Ledger, so it's not um, something I would uh, hold against the most team. If you are no, I, I'm
7: not. I'm not holding it against them. What I'm saying is like it's it it's something that should just be tested out or at least played around with. Um, I, I An example of this, I mean, besides just having the test net, I mean, I understand the test net may work great, but when you throw money at it or in, introduce money, the whole game changes. It's just like playing poker for money or playing poker for no money. The the real game comes out when money comes out. But as for um EVMOS in general, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying they're doing anything malicious or wrong, but I mean, just simple things like at least checking a ledger, making sure this works before you launch it. I mean, these are just like simple steps. And I, I don't know what dev team doesn't use a ledger. I mean, that's dangerous in itself. Um, you need to have hardware wallets behind these things, especially if you're using a multi-sig or even a vault. Just in general, I'm just saying.
8: I agree with you. And yeah. I work as a software tester, and I can tell you that even with the best plans in a controlled environment, things will go wrong in production. And this is not controlled, nothing by a long shot. And case in question, would you say the persistent team hasn't worked with Ledger? How is it that Comdex couldn't do the airdrop properly? Would you say um, the team behind Stargaze haven't worked with Ledger all the while? They've been in cosmos, uh, the uh, Cosmos ecosystem. They know that's what is used. Yet they claim with Ledger also had an issue. So what's going on?
7: Well, I mean- so we should hold everybody
8: to the same standard. That's what I would say.
7: Yeah, so okay, so if we want to go by that standard, then let's take a look at the osmosis launch. How did that go?
8: I wouldn't know. I never had any other coin before then. I only had a cash then, so I wouldn't know. I didn't have to claim.
7: So okay, um, what about Juno?
8: Juno didn't it, actually. Juno is a good example because Juno is the reason I have a Kepler wallet that's not connected to my ledger because it wasn't in Kepler and it wasn't on ledger. So I actually had to open a Juno Cosmo Station wallet just to be able to stake. And that was one of the, I had to use the Omniflix sync uh, platform for staking. So that's a good example of one blockchain. I didn't get it working from day one.
7: Yeah, so um, a staking interface isn't with the um, blockchain in general. So uh, Omniflix created the UI for it. Um, the UI you're talking about is, like you said, with Cosmo Station. Uh, It just wasn't built out with compatibility for uh, the UI in general. For oh no no
8: no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying with Juno initially, you could only stake, you couldn't stake with Kepler. You had to find some kind of external link to to stake. The Kepler wallet didn't integrate it straight away, and eventually, when They did. That's
7: that's where I'm getting at. Kepler is not Juno. I know. No no no
2: no. There's there's a disconnect here. No yeah. So I think though even though Juno wasn't at, even though you could not claim staking rewards and reinvest in the Kepler wallet with Juno, you could use the Kepler wallet to sign into Omniflix's front end. That's correct.
7: That's what yeah. I'm trying to so, explain. Like the EVMOS yeah. chain completely broke. Like <laughs> it just didn't work.
3: Yeah. I mean, I wish I could
2: speak on specifics. I don't know exactly what happened. I wish I was more of a dev guy. Um,
6: well, yeah, they were trying. They were trying to do an upgrade and and fix a lot of the issues with with the ledger stuff. And and th- when they pushed that upgrade, the validators couldn't all sync, and that's why it, it totally yeah. halted.
7: That's mm, why it halted. Okay, it. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah so- but,
2: but so what? What I will say though, Drake, is I think you had two points there. Like one was like about the Ebmos team, which uh, from a lot of our perspective, like they are solid. They this I, I'm totally with Ninigo on this one. Like anything can happen in these kind of environments. Um, But then on your other point, like the projects built on it uh, need to be held to just as high a standard, if not like a different standard, I don't know. But so like the diffusion thing, that is like a separate, you know, issue. I I wouldn't be totally surprised if what you said is true with the spelling mistakes. I agree with mayor, make sure that's the official like account posting it and all, but that is kind of my point. And so I think you have a valid, valid point there where, It's just so stupidly easy right now as a money proposition to go and just copy the Uniswap. Oh yeah, I know. Or whatever, and come over, right? Like, yeah. That's
7: why I'm concerned and worried. And and then on top of that is like, okay, well, we have this chance. We have the ability to bring Ethereum over, and if we mess it up, well, then now Ethereum is
12: going to be like.
2: But here's what we'd like. I don't agree with, and this comes down to semantics, but. People always use that phrase with like Evmos. I don't see how Evmos is bringing Ethereum over. Evmos is one of any chain in the Cosmos that could be connected to these third-party bridges to bring assets over. It's no more perfectly a home for wrapped ERC twenty assets than any other chain in the Cosmos. The only thing it has going for it is the the code base for its for developers. Yeah, that that's for all people, I'm for
3: asset. Yeah.
2: Go ahead. Yeah, because
7: that, that's all I was referring to, mainly for the devs. Because, I mean, once we bring right. over these devs over here from the Ethereum base, they, they don't want to work with a broken chain. They work with Ethereum for a reason, because it works. They may have high gas fees from time to time, but it doesn't go down. It works. Yeah, that's what no, I'm trying that to is very say. It's like, like when a dev launches it, or when something happens, the chain goes. And when it goes, they're happy. But when it shuts down, people leave. Like, when Solana shut down, you just see number go down. Juno, when they had a, that issue with the bug introduced from someone deploying a malicious smart contract, what happened? Well, you, you're seeing number go down right now. Devs are leaving. That's how it works. They go to the chains that work. Just like when Polygon went down, what happened? They left. Same thing with Avalanche. When Avalanche went down, well, the gas fee is just extremely high and nothing can work. They left. People are I think that's a
9: stretch to kind of say that because those two halts that we've had recently, that devs are leaving, and that's why the numbers I are going down. I
7: wouldn't say, I wouldn't say like leaving like in droves, but what I'm saying is like the ones that were over there or thinking about building,
9: they leave, they move. But totally, but you're also comparing chains that are like <laughs> in their infancy compared to Ethereum, which has years and years of head starts, who also went through kind of like these same hiccups from time to time.
2: So, Not only that, but um, like the hardware wallets and a lot of the infrastructure, MetaMask and stuff, they were built around Ethereum as opposed to the other way around.
8: And I would argue that any professional developer, if they walk away because it's the a problem, then they're in the wrong profession.
3: Now, what I
2: will like totally agree on though, Drake, is like if it were for if it were at any point other than, you know, in the first couple days of the chain's life like with it going down and if it ever does again probably will write it off because that's just not a blockchain to me anymore if it ever stops processing transactions if anyone has the power to take it down single-handedly like that's not really a blockchain so there is like i totally get what you're saying um but there's obviously nuances to to each situation um but it is just interesting right like you do look at ethereum it has never stopped working um yeah because
7: these devs that's... do care about the chains like why do you think dfk moved from harmony their harmony network defi kingdoms why do you right. think they move <laughs> they don't just stay there the devs aren't dumb they go where the money is at like they go where the money is going i mean i I'm, I, I know like all the devs don't just leave when junk happens but they aren't just going to sit there, the good devs, they aren't just going to sit there on their thumbs and just be like, oh, well, the chain's broken. Well, forget this. I guess we got to wait. No, they they figure junk out, and they try to get stuff done. At least the good ones do.
2: Yeah, no, totally. And that, and that goes into what I was talking about, like the nuances. Like Juno's thing, it, in a way, yeah, it was like a chain halting, but it, it it wasn't even... Yeah, it was a built-pin mechanism that did it, like that actually yeah. worked and was successful, right? Like right. So it's like, a I'm weird not, case.
7: I'm not fighting Juno and then saying it's bad and in fact I'm yeah. bullish on Juno. I was just giving that as an example. Like, look, devs do care, like even when the chain is doing extremely well, when they do have a hiccup or something bad that happens, there are other options that are going to be evaluated. Like totally. oh wow, it looks like Juno did go down once before it was working amazing. Maybe we should take a look at this other chain. Let's see and evaluate options. Whereas normally they'd be like Juno. Juno works. I'm AP. Let's go, Bill. Now, done. And and now, something now people
1: evaluate.
2: something people in the Cosmos more than any other ecosystem uh, will have to like kind of come to terms with too is that the w- between the Cosmos SDK and the fact that chains are completely sovereign and IBC's built into that SDK, the whole idea of like competition, breeding innovation will be like more alive here than anywhere else. There's like no reason someone can't spin up another Juno tomorrow Tomorrow that has oh, the yeah. exact same, you know, coding capabilities. It wouldn't have the same Genesis distribution and community and those things are really important. So it wouldn't be Juno, but like what you're saying true. And especially in the cosmos people, there's gonna be a lot of chain hopping in our future. once we start going exponential with the amount of chains out there and like projects will start having multiple chains that they run in the cosmos maybe for just parallel computation maybe for different uses for each chain like an aspect of their project that'll start to happen and
6: that was the vision that's the vision of cosmos you know
2: 500 chains and (laughs) so what that means is tons of projects will lose out and die eventually but you know at least we'll get oh, yeah. the best eventually we're,
7: through just like yeah, it's all it's all gonna go to. Um, we're basically gonna have the Gresham's Law occur. It'll be fun. <laughs> what, right. what do you Sorry. what do you mean Sorry.
6: by that, Gresham's Sorry. Law? Like it, What do you?
7: Um. So uh, me and Sepi were discussing about this as well, but uh, this happens all throughout history. Um, just like with silver and gold, like in coinage and um, just in general currencies. Uh, it always um, goes to Gresham's law where the junk money is spent and the good money is hoarded. So like your good money would be like your gold and silver. I don't know if you knew this or not, but pre-1964, um, you can actually get silver coins. Um, oh, that of were course. 90- yeah. yeah. And then between 65 to 1969, you actually had 40% silver coins. So they weren't 90%. They were actually 40%. And they were your uh, your not in your dimes. They were your quarters. Yeah. And they were your uh,
6: half dollars and dollars. No, yeah. No, it's, in, it's almost impossible to find a quarter pre-1964 because it has, yeah, that 40% silver. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Just just go bankroll hunting. You might get one out of every 10,000.
6: Yeah. So <laughs> it's if you're just, saying that's going to be applied to crypto. Yeah. So oh, everyone, yeah, big time, everyone's going to eventually want to get it into Luna for sure.
7: <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, just think about it. I mean, if you have all these inflationary assets and you have a deflationary one, I mean, You understand if you're holding that asset, you're going to get diluted like everyone else. And if no new money is coming in, well, dude, you're going to get wrecked. So right now, new money is coming in, great. But when money stops coming in,
2: it's PvP mode and you need to protect yourself. Like right now, I think every chain in the cosmos, I mean, including these two, but every chain aside from Akash and Luna are fairly easily replaceable or replicatable um you know just given the right community shift given the right reasoning giving the right incentive whatever it might be even you know the cosmos hub there, there might be another hub one day anything could happen that could happen with a caution luna too but um hey uh
14: to switch uh gears here a little bit um have have you guys done much investigation on the nebula lock drop that's going on right now do, do you guys know that so the nebula protocol coin is launching at this moment where it has been for the last couple of days um so there is a the the actual page for this by the way is lbp.neb.money uh which is the lock drop for nebula token and so you know it's kind of researching this from the angle of like figuring out what the right sort of like price to get this at Uh, it's one of these lock drop mechanisms where they started at like two dollars and 44 cents which is like a gajillion dollars of uh (laughs) uh uh, it's like uh it's the obviously the wrong price because the fdv like when this was a dollar was like something like two billion dollars or something it just didn't um make any actual sense so now the price of the token on the lock drop is worth 63 cents there's four days left and the fully diluted valuation now is 630 million um with the m- actual market cap um of the tokens outstanding i guess that were purchased in the lock drop of 18 million dollars or 19 million dollars this lock these these lock drop lock drop mechanisms have been very interesting or these liquidity bootstrapping pools as they call them
2: did those start on osmosis or is that just the first place i saw them Mm,
14: well there's um prism did this and um who else did this um i think uh there's been several protocols that have done this now what's that now
8: Talon protocol mine, mine token
14: yeah, yeah there's quite a few that have done this sort of like lbp type concept, and interestingly um uh I did this um on I think white whale, yeah white whale, and um the price of the token actually ended up lower afterwards in in than the actual price in the lock drop. The other weird problem is nebula has a Um, what's a, uh, there's an airdrop for Nebula and I didn't happen to get the airdrop because my Luna was in the prism farm. And so I missed that airdrop, but then the airdrop technically creates selling pressure after the LBP. So I just can't understand why anyone would want to be in the LBP. So what I'm going to do just for people's reference in case you care Is I'm just gonna wait until this thing plays out. Let the lock drop finish, come what may. Let whatever idiots are gonna go selling the airdrops go and dump all that. You know, wait maybe a couple of weeks and then sort of see where we are. Let this thing just sort of bottom out somewhere and sort it out. I I just think like number one that there's four days left of this lock drop, so we'll see where it falls to. What what is what is Nebula? So Nebula is actually one of the most uh useful protocols you're ever going to have. I would say it is a um so it's it's number one it's a protocol that is um like uh, what do you call it uh, huh. TFL it's, ha- it's TFL like that TFL has TFL has like kind of um incubated or whatever. So it is like one of the most uh useful ones and what it's going to be able to do is um you've heard me talk about like rebalancer bots and things of this nature right um so the way this is going to work is it's like incentivized rebalancing similar i guess most closely to balancer on ethereum and um uh so instead of having the inefficiency of having actual massive numbers of trade executions um, the rebalancing of the protocol is going to be up to the users of the protocol. So the ways you're going to make money playing on the protocol include arbing the various like rebalancing targets. Uh, and you're going to get um, the ability to hold the, so at each of the vaults is going to have like a coin is my understanding. It's like, you know, the first one is called the uh, lust vault l-u-s-t just great name which is luna ust and uh you're going to basically get a luna ust or luna a-u-s-t rebalancer so on the one hand you have a-u-s-t on the other hand you have luna and it's going you know so it's like let's say it's 50 50 and every time you know luna goes up one percent it's going to sell some of it to um the the you're going to be incentivized to sell some of it to Put more money in the AUST side and rebalance the thing. I don't know. I can't profess exactly. How, to I mean, how the it's it's exact
2: been, literally me. you're just
14: describing impermanent loss as if you're in a liquidity pool. So right, sort of, sort of. Oh, but the difference here is um, in an LP, you're paid in transactional fees,
2: um, whereas oh yeah. I meant just yes. as far as the relation of the two like coins you put yeah. into each other, how they kind yeah. of, yeah. Lot of dynamic, dynamic
7: They described yeah. it like a cluster. So, like um, an example is like if you want exposure to Bitcoin, Ethereum, and USDC, it'll split it up into like thirty-three point three three percent between all those different tokens instead of having extremely, um, instead of having a permanent loss that's between a fifty-fifty, which is tends to be um, a lot more. Uh, noticeable uh, splitting yep. it between 33 33 and 33 between uh three different tokens it's actually um more balanced this is, it's similar to what the curve pools do um i yeah. think they have a a, and, a tool you can use on um flip side yeah and it's not the same as an it's not the same as
14: a like rebalance. rebalancing is not exactly the same thing as a lp in that um yeah, in a if the price goes straight up, right? Like let's say your Luna value goes from 100 to 200 dollars. Yeah, sure. Like there's a there is going to be a sort of impermanent loss scenario. But if the price goes sideways a long time, then you actually make out better because you're actually accumulating UST, and that is rebalancing into buying you more of the Luna on the in the other direction when it dips, and so you're actually getting more Luna token long term.
2: I'm not understanding how that's different from a liquidity pool, because if I had Luna UST in a liquidity pool and it kind of stayed sideways and flat, same thing. I just call yeah, it but you're more you're loss.
14: The you're paid differently isn't... for this.
2: Yeah, you're paid differently on that.
14: You're actually paid by the transaction of the network, plus or minus some incentivization. Whereas yeah. a rebalancer bot is very similar to like what you'd get on KuCoin or something like that, where you're running a bot. Now there are, there are nuances mathematically different, but yeah, you're right. Like by and large for the average situation, it's not going to be too dissimilar, right? Matt? I
2: guess. Yeah. I guess because one point I try and make to people, I, we get a lot of like very new people on here who'll just ask about like liquidity pools and impermanent loss from a basic perspective. And one thing I actually say is like, I use liquidity pools as a dynamic like rebalancer. Like yeah, I don't it's think kind of a volatility
14: burn. killer is what it is.
2: Yeah, exactly. And the more you split it up, like so you know, a 50-50 pool, you're kind of killing your volatility by 50%. You in a way. So, gonna, so
3: here's the,
2: where
14: here's where you can get um a better outcome using the nebula system than you would on a liquidity pool. So right. the difference here is. There's no great amount of volume in a traditional LP to give you something like an AUST Luna X pool, right? Because here's in that situation, right. AUST is going up in value and your Luna X is going up in value. The only problem is there's not enough traffic through that. So who's going to incentivize that pool? Yep. Um, and the transactions are going to be so limited that where are you going to make any transactional fees? See the problem? You're just yeah, basically okay. at that point holding the two coins. Whereas in this case, the difference is when Luna goes up and down in value, you're actually accumulating AUST on each trade. When Luna goes up in value, and when Luna goes down in value, you're you're getting more Luna X, uh, for example. Uh, you know, in that t- example, and what's happening is is now you have two liquid staked coins, and you're getting the volatility arb's or or what they, you know, the trading sort of element of a rebalancer. So what's gonna be possible on Nebula is you're gonna be able to own like, for example, X Astro and maybe pair it with uh, some a cluster they call it and pair it with like X Prism, coupled with S Kuji, coupled with whatever, right? You can make whatever you think is interesting. And uh, the, um, there's going to be external um, incentives for individuals to go and, like, add more to any one of those pools that's off balance. And that's how you ultimately get it to rebalance instead of having to waste a bunch of fees on a, on a like KuCoin or whatever. So it's going to be way more capital efficient. But you're going to be able to hold multiple liquid staked assets simultaneously. It's badass shit, is what it is. Like it's it's the it, would, okay. it gets you all the benefits of rebalancer while also getting you all your staking yields. Does that make sense?
2: Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like how you started to describe it towards the beginning, where it's similar to like liquidity pools only the source of like where that balancing and and any yeah because you're getting here you're getting
14: trading yield in the liquidity Mm -hmm. pool you're getting a slightly different type of yield right and so, even every
2: liquidity pool even works different. to that. Yeah,
14: area. and and with but, this yeah. clusters, you could do other things. Like you could make it rebalance only after, like, say for example, a five percent difference. Right. You could right. make so you could change the parameters. Uh, you could make it asymmetric. Like for example, you could say, okay, like I want it to go geometric. So you know, the the the, the higher the price of Luna goes, the more you know, even larger quantities get sold into AUST yeah, and vice versa. Nice. Right. Sell-off. So you can do kind of weird like yeah you can do the interesting like system. And so when you say it.
2: you, do you mean like I will be able to go on nebula and make my own custom pool or you meaning yeah. anyone with sufficient coding knowledge and like No, anybody anybody's going to be able to propose
14: um a possible uh sort of rebalancing algorithm. And It's not something
2: you like custom not exactly. Like no,
14: you're not just going on the site and just pushing buttons and creating it. You, you're, uh, What's going to end up happening is you'll be able to make a proposal right. and that proposal then can get voted on. And if people sufficient number of people think that, oh, that's a really cool, um, you know, possible vault or whatever you want to call it. And then uh, it'll get approved and then everyone can throw money at this thing. And, um, you know, it so. That's the kind of the magic of it. It's the the benefits of a rebalancer bought on KuCoin coupled with multiple liquid-staked assets. It's just basically a magic money printer is what it really is. It it actually would be super, super effective. And um, if
10: if I could just add one thing, Um, they also talked about they can implement certain logic rules into these pools. So the example they gave was if you had Luna and AUST, if Luna... Um, if the liquid supply increased for some reason, they could um, rebalance to hold more AUST in anticipation of a price drop of Luna. Um, they they just talked about different, you know, logic things that they can implement in it. And then the other part is the way the pools work is it's kind of like an LP where you'll get a, um, you know, quote unquote LP token. And in theory, that could be used as collateral in another protocol too so yeah like,
14: if, if you believe like there was a special sort of metric that you could follow that somehow would predict price direction and you could optimize this or tweak it in some way um you certainly could do that but i, I don't know that i necessarily believe or, or rebalancing on a new
10: all-time high or something like or that
14: something yeah yeah you could you could do some things to add to the parameters or whatever um You could also do weird shit, like let's say, for example, maybe you have a pool of bonded Luna there and all the yield goes to feed the actual AUST side of the pool or something weird, right? Like you could do interesting combos, sort of. Um, Now, all all of the utility of the platform side, what I'm not sure I have enough research on and I don't know if, like, you know, it's worth sort of reading about it, but... The The tokenomics um, of the actual um, protocol is one issue and, you know, the overall inflation of that. And then, you know, because there's the protocol and then there's the token, right? Is it worth owning this token or not? And I think they have like this. I'm looking at it right now. They have like a year one, 121% inflation, year two, 55%. So the inflation drops down to nothing when it reaches like, uh, I guess, a billion or something here. Yeah, billion token supply. And that's going to happen over a four-year distribution. So just some stuff to be aware of if you're interested in the actual token and staking it and whatever. And they're going to have like LP um, staking of the the token, of the governance token, and they're going to have sort of these um, distribution schedule. Now, I don't know if there's going to be like a governance war with this in the sense that this is one of the most useful protocols for DAOs so it may stand to reason that there actually is some sort of um, like buying. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, a buying pressure related to the governance aspect of this. Maybe I'm just sort of guessing, but
2: almost in like the sense of curve, kind of in convex. Is that? What you yeah, mean? like the astro kind of war concept. And yeah, yeah yep, exactly. Yep.
14: So maybe the governance element has a reason for people to own this, but I I'm just not a hundred percent sure. I just know the token is going to be there. And um, what I plan on doing essentially is sort of like doing what I usually do. And I'll think I'll just martingale this thing. So, so whatever price it's at, when this lock drop is finished, you know, I'll throw 10 bucks at it or whatever. And then I'll like exponentially get bigger as the, price falls to and then look at it from the maybe from the perspective of fully diluted market value Um, if Astroport is like at a half a billion dollars um, of market cap or something you know what is this worth I'd say probably I don't know a market cap under 50 million makes sense so as long as it's like some rational price I'll start getting into it but you, with these lock drops, the point is you have to really dig into, okay, like, how big is this going to be at one point or another? Um, how much total liquidity you think this thing is going to be locked? What's the fully diluted value of this that makes sense? All that shit, right? And it's actually not that easy to figure out. So there is some element of sort of aping into these things, I guess. But you can also get wrecked by buying it. Or not wrecked, but, you know, you can end up just not getting at the right price almost certainly. <laughs> so it's like escalating into it um, as the price falls is probably the only rational solution here is it's kind of as far as I can tell, and then stake it forever. And leave. it's
2: like you're doing your own LBP.
14: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I mean that's the idea. Like you do the opposite of what the LBP does, right? The LBP, the price yeah. is falling and you basically get a little bit more with each uh, increment that it drops but here's the thing like it doesn't matter where the LBP falls to some people are going to sell their airdrops you know it for damn sure right so the price is going to fall below the LBP yeah. it happened to every LBP on Terra so far I don't think there's going to be any exception here like why would you have airdrops ahead of the actual damn LBP like shouldn't shouldn't the LBP people get like all the benefit Like right? they're the ones supplying the damn liquidity
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part one of a two-part Cosmonaut Boot Camp Space. Questions and answers for all your Cosmos questions. Recorded on Wednesday, April 27th, 2022 Fuck a step the fuck back, doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack. Not everybody's always in it for the money, looking like another crooked Sunday, and I'm working Monday. So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods, mace to play Inception, the base statement. See, even with these huge sums of overall royalty, these sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small, small. many rights holders are taking around three quarters of a cent
2: leaving only some portion of that for the actual artists they're making making, making, pennies pennies per play